Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. My yeah. friend was like, people are going to think you're pregnant. It didn't yeah. even cross my mind. It didn't occur to you. It didn't? <laughs> no, because I so was just oh thinking God, this is going to be a great costume because this was yeah. such a moment. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. it's Rihanna. Mm-hmm. recording everybody hello 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 welcome to two black girls one rose where together we'll uncover what we can learn about modern dating love and relationships from popular television i'm natasha and i'm justine and today we are welcoming back a very special special guest she was our holy grail interview when we first started Mm -hmm. this podcast (laughs) december Mm -hmm. 2017 we didn't think it was possible Mm -hmm. she was like the person we were gunning for and Mm -hmm. we were so blessed to have interviewed her that same september of course we are talking about the one and only rachel Lindsay. um and yeah we're so excited to have her back we had an awesome catch up with rachel uh, mm-hmm. first we, we dug right into that Halloween costume that everybody saw this weekend. <laughs> and it tricked the world into thinking oh, crazy God. things. So we started there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, just dug into her life since she's, you know, taken a step back from extra and hosting and all the things she's been doing and just kind of like mm-hmm. settling down a little bit. Um, and then we chopped it up about Roni, the Roni reunion mm-hmm. from this weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if y'all don't already know, Rachel's a huge Bravo fan. Yep. She hosts the Morally Corrupt podcast. They talk all things Bravo. And yeah, we just had a really fun conversation uh, about Roni, the season, the reunion, and just about Housewives in general, BravoCom coming up. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about a whole lot of good stuff. It was fun. We talked about a lot. Yeah, we got yeah. her real raw opinion on stuff, which oh, we yeah. really appreciated because yeah. she just didn't... <laughs> Hold back at all. Even though she'll be with all of them this weekend. Right. I wasn't expecting her to be as, as candid raw. as she was. I, yeah. I appreciate that. So, yeah, she came ready to chat and we mm-hmm. had fun. A lot uh-huh. of fun chopping up with her. Can't wait for y'all to hear the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, speaking of Real Housewives, guys, <laughs> we have a very exciting announcement. Mm-hmm. We will be covering the new season of Real Housewives of Potomac. So exciting. It premieres this Sunday. We will be doing weekly recaps dropping every Tuesday on Mm -hmm. all podcast platforms. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And for those of you who know us, 
uh, you know, we love housewives. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We, we always have, we mm-hmm. often try to wedge a little housewife convo. So, I mean, that's what Bachelor in Paradise basically is now. It's a recap. Rony recap. <laughs> yes. We always try to wedge it in because we're watching it anyways, all the mm-hmm. different franchises. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, last week we finally asked ourselves, like, what are we doing? Why aren't we just recapping housewives and mm-hmm. particularly with Potomac coming back? felt like an opportune time to dive in. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we're really excited. Um, Housewives is a huge fran- franchise. It's a huge mm-hmm. fandom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bravo is a huge machine, just mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. ABC with The Bachelor. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And also, I think what we're really excited to talk about is relationships, primarily female friendships. Yeah, the friendships. Which is, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the core. That's That's definitely the core of Real Housewives. And definitely the core of Potomac. I think yeah, Potomac the too. real genuine friends. friendships that they have are, mm-hmm. it makes it a really, really good season to watch. Yeah, so, for sure. I'm yeah. About that. And marriage. They got a lot of marriage mess. Lots of marriage <laughs> stuff. Lots of commitment <laughs> issues yep. all over the place. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> definitely. Uh, so yeah, there's so much to unpack and mm-hmm. so much to have fun with. And of mm-hmm. course, our number one goal here is always to have fun with you guys. So yes. Yeah, I think yeah. Um, going to to Real Housewives and particularly Real Housewives of Potomac really does feel like how we did watching The Bachelor, watching Rachel's season where we yes. just stood yeah. and we were up all night long talking about it. We could talk mm-hmm. about it for days and days and days. <laughs> and then we just said, let's just get a microphone and make a podcast. This feels mm-hmm. so similar to that feeling. Yeah. And we have been trying to grasp that feeling. We have it with Love is Blind. We had mm-hmm. it with Perfect Match. Mm-hmm. We have it with Bachelor. And now I think we have it with Potomac. And I think we'll have a lot of fun. And yeah. you're going to hear the fun with me and Natasha once yes. again. And yes, 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 yes. Um, also, I think I'm really happy to start with Potomac because Potomac is currently the best franchise of Housewives. I in mean, our honestly, yeah. honestly, yes. Uh, I think it's the best. Rachel Lindsay yes. also agreed. She thinks it's the best. It's the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and outside of Atlanta, Potomac is the only black franchise. Right. And yes. we know our commentary here could be essential. So. Yes. Needed. Needed, yes. yes. So very excited to dive in. Mm-hmm. Um, hoping you guys come along on the ride with us. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, recaps will start next Tuesday. And if you're new to Potomac, mm-hmm. it ain't that deep. You can hop right in. You can oh, hop right on in. Hop right in. <laughs> Season one through six is incredible. They might be mm-hmm. on seven now. Um, yeah. But pick any season. Just pick, pick one any season. And yeah. you'll have a great time. Mm-hmm. And what I love, too, about how just Housewives in general – Usually the first mm-hmm. episode of the season, they do a nice little like sepia tone, yes. you know, <laughs> look back yes. at what happened last week, last mm-hmm. season. And you'll get caught right up. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. don't feel too intimidated. Um, but yeah, shout out to the Rose Garden, our Love beautiful you. Patreon community. Be sure mm-hmm. to join us on Patreon for our Golden Bachelor recaps. Mm-hmm. And you can listen to this Rachel Lindsay interview ad free, mm-hmm. um, as well as our upcoming Potomac recaps ad free and watch the video at patreon.com slash two black girls one rose mm-hmm. um, and you can also try out a patreon membership with a seven day free trial so mm-hmm. forget about that um okay before we dive in with rachel yes. while we're on the topic of housewives mm-hmm. we must discuss this vanity fair expose on the housewives franchise that dropped yes. today today <laughs> look they at purposely God. look at the timing <laughs> there was a lot of purpose with this drop date 
Because BravoCon's coming up. BravoCon's on Friday. So we're giving y'all five days oh, yeah. to read this article. Mm-hmm. And come yeah. with your questions for the panels. That's for true. the panels. Damn. Yep. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They knew what they were doing. Uh-huh. They knew what yep. they was doing. Damn. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, so, yeah, we're going to talk about this this uh, this uh, expose <laughs> that just dropped. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, Vanity Fair. It's called Inside the Real Housewives Reckoning. That's rocking Bravo. Mm. Um, the expose is all about what they're calling the dream job from hell, which is basically <laughs> <laughs> just basically being a, a housewife and a working housewife. for Bravo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I thought this was interesting. The writer of this piece is the same writer who wrote the Vanity Fair expose last year about Love Island after Long Island had that oh. string of suicides in the oh, in the franchise that's right yeah that's right. love that's island right. uk right. specifically yes. um so uh-huh. Anna Peel, she Anna she, Peel. Get, she gets you, all the good assignments over you at the you guys are talking out of microphone Anna? you want i know you, you want to come, come that's you true wanna, so, she's making right? the rounds gotta, uh, write this down gotta... write that one down <laughs> <laughs> absolutely spreadsheet <laughs> I know. Um, so yeah, make sure you check out the article. But yes. some highlights. So uh, they interview mostly women from uh, Roni. So New Leah, yep. mm-hmm. Bethany, and Ebony are like the yes. key, um, I guess, people they featured mm-hmm. in the interview. But they mm-hmm. a lot of sources, a lot of producers, a lot of people behind so the scenes. people yeah. who know. You mm-hmm. saw that a lot in the article, like people who know things, mm, who know things, no yes. names. Yeah. I think they also had housewives that wanted to remain anonymous. I think that was another yes. thing. There was like one yes, or two other did. housewives that wanted anonymity for the mm-hmm. article. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we start with Leah. So Leah, if you guys remember, she was oh, from yeah. Roni. She was on one season, two seasons, two, and then mm-hmm. two seasons. And then she's done Ultimate Girls Trip as well. Yep. Um, and so Leah, th- that whole segment of the article was basically talking about the culture of alcoholism and the culture of intoxication and just peddling alcohol at these women many of whom Mm -hmm. have very obvious substance Substance abuse abuse. issues yeah Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. leah was very open and frank um on her season and in the article about her nine years of sobriety and how Mm -hmm. she relapsed Mm -hmm. like basically right before she started filming and then Mm -hmm. she filmed the season while drinking and so we were Mm -hmm. seeing her in a a relapse state basically on yeah. her very first season which was wild yeah um i thought it was crazy but that her f- iconic but but kind of like she gave us great television <laughs> honestly that picture of her tinsley and the other one in the pool mm-hmm. topless, in the pool what? hurricane leah that's what they called hurricane it hurricane leah but it's really sad when you look back like this woman was struggling she just finished nine years of sobriety yeah, and went relapsed. on she was relapsing <laughs> on tv yeah, yeah that was yeah. crazy mm-hmm. um i thought it was nuts that her a season one contract she was paid three thousand an episode yeah that's how much they get paid yeah that is crazy uh-huh that's how much she was paid because i know sonia and the rest of them are making way oh, more. oh yeah that. they're making way more than that yeah for her yeah, for, yeah. like i can imagine being first yep. timer i'm sitting here next mm-hmm. to sonia and um ramona knowing damn well they're making four five six times that my mm-hmm. salary but i'm out here mm-hmm. drunk as hell mm-hmm. running around putting on a show yeah which is what she was doing yeah right, and she, right. she talks about that how the showrunner darren ward warned her that she was being boring and she needed to turn yeah. it up yeah yeah mm-hmm. and i'm getting paid three thousand for that 
$3,000. Got me fucked up. Mm-mm. To revive Married to the Mob, which she successfully did, I think. I think was, so, after. yeah, It was very... Because I remember that brand in college, and then it took such a long break. But mm-hmm. I don't think it was worth her service. Her sobriety. sobriety and her sanity. Definitely nah. not. And she has a child who's in high school. Yeah. So yeah. that is tough. That was really wild. Yeah. yeah. Um, they also talk, or she talks a lot about her, a big part of the, the season two, her grandmother passed away. Yes. Um, and they were off in the Hamptons or somewhere when yeah. mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. grandma died. And mm-hmm. she told her side of the story how production was like dragging their feet on getting her a car to get back yeah. and the grandma ended up passing away while she was while there, she was there. Yeah. and how she kind of they kind of like gaslit her and she also like like convinced herself that it was fine like i yeah. it's fine I, it's fine yes. that i stayed when really mm-hmm. she was begging to go back and they just like were not they were dragging her their feet basically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so that was crazy because i remember mm-hmm. that i remember being like why is she there I remember, I remember saying the same thing. Why is she there? This I is remember crazy. saying yeah. that same thing. I was like, how is she trying to convince us that her grandmother means this monster to her? Yes, she's out in the Hamptons. Yes, she's here. Foolish people <laughs> throwing right. tiki torches around mm-hmm. the yard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was wild. Um, mm-hmm. And then she talked about their offer for her to come on yeah, Ultimate Girls Trip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which she was paid... Uh, Two hundred fifty thousand for one week of for work. A week. That's what she How was paid. That was what she was paid. That? Right. What the fuck was Giselle getting paid for that ugly nasty right. house? <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. How do you say no? How do you say no? They know what they're doing. They, they push do. you up for three thousand dollars. Yeah. You should also be a housewife and then hopefully sell your merch. And mm-hmm. then they <laughs> dangle you with a quarter of a million dollars for a week. Of course, for a week. You're go. Absolutely. Yeah. So she shows up, she's sober, and yeah. she's facing peer pressure to drink. Marisol, and- yo, just Marisol alone. Oh my God. Oh my God. She drinks more than more alcohol than she has water. No oh question. God. No oh, question. She's like a for real, for real drinker. She's a raging alcoholic. But everybody Dang. just lets it go because she's like, we're tired. Retired. Oh my God. So Leah, poor Leah, she shows up sober. She's getting pressure to drink. Mm -hmm. She's getting, they're making a mockery of her sobriety. Yes. Um, No one's taking it seriously. She was not feeling she was in a safe environment at all. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And she had like full on panic attacks, like on camera with uh, dealing with this. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I didn't know she sued Bravo. I didn't realize that there was a yeah, lawsuit. I didn't out. know that either. And some there's some parts of this article where you're like, all right. Um, and Bravo's defense, I actually thought was pretty decent against her, where they basically said that she was making fun of the exact things that she was claiming that she was um, disabled by. Right? She was like making fun of mental health while on the show and then sued them for her mental health deteriorating Uh, like afterwards yeah yeah which i understand i definitely like you can't do both like well you You can't do both leah yeah (laughs) and you can't get paid a quarter million dollars for a week and then Mm -hmm. you know like Mm. this is kind of what yeah. you gotta do <laughs> i know it's like, it's terrible it's such a slippery slope because i get it, it too is. like I, I get it you're paying me a million dollars blah 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 blah. but like yeah. i also want my 
uh, my health to be prioritized while I'm there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Particularly, Mm -hmm. you guys all know I have a, I'm an alcoholic Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I kind of, yeah, I didn't watch it. So I don't know how she was, what she was saying and whatnot in the confessionals, but I, I, I see her side and wanting to be protected. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At the end of the day, this, it just seems like Bravo is a workplace that has no human resources. And mm-hmm. all of the uh, just not, they're just not well-meaning about mm-hmm. your health at Mm-mm. all. It, it, it benefits them extremely if your mm-hmm. mental health is deteriorating. So mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And they, prior, they like, and they, yeah, they capitalize. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, speaking of mental health, there's some guy named Gary Goldstein, Barry Goldstein, who's like the shrink on call. Yeah. <laughs> On for Bravo, you know, he that's sounds not like good. a fluke. He sounds, he like, sounds a fluke. like a life coach. <laughs> <laughs> His website is realityshrink.net.com. Oh, net. Oh, net, girl. Dot net. Net, <laughs> oh, no. He is their hired therapist that mm-hmm. whenever shit's going left with the ladies, suddenly you get a text from Gar- from Barry who's mm-hmm. like, let's do a check-in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they have no relationship to him. They don't know what this dude is all about. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just that's that's how they're dealing with mental health at Bravo, basically. Right. Yeah. It's that's just it. having someone on the, <laughs> Right. Somebody <laughs> paid under the table <laughs> to be their mental health oh, professional no. on set. Like, that's... That is, that's wild. That's actually really wild when you think about it, considering the number oh of women God. here who have substance abuse issues, mental yes. health issues, trauma, marriage issues, trauma, marriage yes. issues. That yeah. he, this guy, realityshrink.net, is their solution. <laughs> I was expecting at least Dr. Ken. You know Dr. God. Ken from the black ones? From where? He does all the black ones. He did Nini. Uh, he's Nini's therapist. Oh, yes, he's that, therapist. Guy. that guy. Yeah. Like, you know, he's a TV therapist, but he's definitely a therapist. But like, he's definitely God a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Horrible. Oh, my God. Mm. Um, then we dig into Ebony. My infamous, f- her infamous season on Roni. This, if y'all gonna read one thing in this Jesus article. Jesus Christ. Is that section? Read <laughs> Ebony K. Williams section and Ebony girl. I'm mm. pretty sure you follow us on Instagram, girl. I would love mm. to talk to you about this. Ebony. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. So we learn that prior to season, prior to filming season three, which was the season that Ebony joined, she's the first black woman to ever be mm-hmm. on Roni and she's mm-hmm. entering into a cast of like middle age <laughs> known Republican yeah like completely ignorant yeah white women led by Ramona Singer so that's <laughs> how we were starting yeah so we learned that they had like a I don't know DEI 101 like workshop, workshop webinar webinar series yeah <laughs> for yeah. the women yep um a session on microaggressions a session on black women and Mm -hmm. how they are treated differently by society like Mm -hmm. 101 shit that basics that ebony had to be on the call for with those women and let me tell you something first of all yeah ebony should never been on that call second of all that was crazy to me yeah if you are over the age of 50 and you don't know any of this you're not gonna know any of this you're not gonna learn it now you're done you're done Mm -hmm. There's mm-hmm. no nothing, especially if you're still getting money. You don't care. Yeah. The fuck yeah. do you care about this? You don't. Mm-hmm. 
So mm-hmm. they, and they yeah. did like they didn't. <laughs> like, you would exactly. never know they did a DI workshop before yeah. season 13. They have no incentive to, None. I mean, these women live in such a bubble. Yeah. Because I don't want to say that if I'm, I don't want to say all 50 year old white women don't have a chance. Right. Yeah. But it's yeah, more yeah. so like right. these women in the yes. society that they live yes, in and the bubble that in. they live in. Yes. Yeah. They don't care. They're never they going to hang care. out with a black person. It's just nope. Ebony. Like after mm-hmm. she left, they still not hanging out with no black women. Like they don't yep. care. Yep. So this little webinar series that <laughs> Ebony had to also sit on and oh hear the open dialogue and the question, the crazy questions from Sonia and Luann and the rest of them is just, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's how they started. That's how they started the season. Which and is, to have her sit there and expect for her to like get along with them later is psychotic. It's also, that's a psychotic move. Yeah. Yeah. What were they? That was dumb. That was, that was really dumb. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. God. So, so yeah, that's how we started off. And then, yeah, the article just goes through like all of the microaggressions and bananas coming out of Ramona's mouth. And macro. (laughs) Macro. Yeah, that's true. Most of them were macro aggressions. Most of them were very pointed and very racist. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I love how Ebony's whole section was basically Ramona's email. I love how the Mm. pressure was not really on Ebony in this article. Mm Mm-hmm. It Wait, was, what do you mean Ramona's email? What? Or uh, whatever, like Ramona. Um, it was a lot of like accounts of what Ramona said. But some mm-hmm. of these things, whoever put together this article, I'm sure it's mm-hmm. Anna and a bunch of other people, emailed mm-hmm. Ramona and she emailed them back. Oh, yeah. That's what I appreciate about this article. Like yes. there was a lot of verified uh, yes. facts. Anna, yeah. the, the writer, had access to Ramona, who was answering and giving her responses and rebuttals. Mm-hmm. She didn't sit mm-hmm. for an interview, but she gave responses. Yep. And Anna, the writer, also had access to what they called like hot sheets or yes, or, or yeah, I forget what they called it. Which mm-hmm. is at mm-hmm. the end of a filming day, someone from the production team will literally um, write out what happened during mm-hmm. the day, like what mm-hmm. the conversations were, mm-hmm. uh, you know what were the key moments blah 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 Mm -hmm. um and she had access to those so she can go back and verify a lot of this she said she said Mm -hmm. so that Mm -hmm. that yeah really substantiated this article and made it really interesting yes and i think Mm -hmm. for ebony's section particularly for her not to have to explain anything that happened from a very defensive point of view yeah you know what i mean like she was a black woman who went through this i don't want to really hear from her i really want to hear from the racist person Right, inflicted yep. all of this terrible yeah. abuse onto this right. woman, and exactly. that's exactly what they got. And I really mm-hmm. appreciated that of Anna. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very much like Ramona explain yourself. Period. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's and it. she that's did all we care about, and she yeah. she she came with her. You know, she sure did. Yeah, responses. I'm racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God, what'd you think? What'd you think? <laughs> So they give a, they go deep into the like play by play of the Ramona saying mm-hmm. the N word um, allegation yes. that we've all heard about. Heard about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of the, one of the main reasons why we never got a reunion out of that yeah. season because Ramona was yeah. under like internal investigation. <laughs> yep. And yep. yeah, just. All of that that we heard. So basically, mm-hmm. um, Anna gives the play-by-play 
Um, and an important person she had to speak to was a woman named, I, I didn't get her first name. I just have her last oh name. Oh my Edmondson. gosh. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. have Edmondson in my notes. Darian. Darian Edmondson. She, she was the first mm-hmm. black EP hired um, at for uh, Roni. I'm gonna say mm-hmm. I don't know the mm-hmm. first black ever at Bravo, but for Roni specifically. For Roni, yeah. Mm-hmm. For this season. And apparently what went down was uh after a scene with Ebony, Ebony had already left the building. Ramona mm-hmm. is in this conversation with Edmondson, um, and she's explaining how um, you know, she growing up, I guess, was called a shiksa, which is a Yiddish term for a non-Jewish woman. And she was saying that was a derogatory term used against her when she was younger um, by, I guess, Jewish people. Um, and Edmondson didn't know the term and is like, I'm not sure what that term is. I've never heard of that. And mm-hmm, Ramona goes, mm-hmm. oh, it's like if someone called you the N-word and fully said it with the hard E-R. Nobody and, would make this up. This is yeah. obviously real. And yeah. verified. They spoke with the woman and, and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, the response she kept, got, she kept getting back was, you know, this show is a comedy. Like, don't forget, like, mm-hmm. basically don't take it so seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it's fine. Like yeah. the show is a comedy at the end of the day. It doesn't have to be so serious. Um, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I thought an interesting tidbit or interesting little detail is that black EP, Darian Edmondson, mm-hmm. she was never hired again mm-hmm. by Bravo. Never. Yeah, she she definitely was blackballed. Because mm-hmm. to be an EP and to be named in this article means mm-hmm. that you've probably moved on to a different career. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. She was not one of the anonymous yeah. sources. She said her full no. government name. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, both of them. She said mm-hmm. Henderson or something before marriage. and Somebody then, else, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She, yeah. A mess. So that was wild. Um, And then there's a little moment with Bethany. Bethany wants to unionize the housewives or something. You know, Bethany always is looking for her moment, isn't she? Always. My goodness, it's passed by so many years ago. Oh, my goodness gracious. That is a rich lady. Can't she go sit down somewhere and be quiet? That is a wealthy, wealthy woman. She, her family, Britain, everybody, good to go. Good to go. There's no way you can fuck this up. You also have a Housewives Rewatch podcast. Yeah. So it's just very obvious to me that she is just hunting for money. And I'm money really over and more attention. She definitely wants more. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And that's annoying. Yeah. I don't trust anything of Bethany is trying to do with this this union trying to seem like it's coming from the heart and some good Mm -hmm. shit. And it just feels very opportunistic. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was a whole section. And then the end, they basically talk about like their contracts, just like how airtight their contracts are. Mm -hmm. There's like, you know, non-disclosure agreements, non-disparagement agreements, Mm -hmm. um, cast, are only apparently they're only paid for the episodes that they appear in appear so you might film way more than you actually are even gonna appear in and get paid for yeah which is wild but you also have to still do press and Mm -hmm. watch what happens live and Mm -hmm. all this Mm -hmm. promotion and all this stuff that is unpaid i guess i don't Mm -hmm. don't know how that so i guess they somehow have to 
if I'm a new person coming into housewife, I'm being like all the women from Roni, for instance, like there's some calculation mm-hmm. that you have to like make that the money and the opportunities you're going to get after is going to be more important than the little checks Worth you're going to get. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. You got to weigh that risk for yourself and your family. That's the thing about this article. The one thing that I was like, that I didn't like, they didn't name anybody who was married. Mm. And I really wish hmm. they had Lisa Renna on this in this article. Oh, she's gone now. Yeah. Because she's gone. She had she protected her marriage like a fucking iron fortress on that show. <laughs> and she didn't need the money. Right. Leah and maybe Ebony mm-hmm. could use the extra money, could use the extra opportunity. The, but yeah. the whole premise of Housewives is that they don't need the money. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. that's something that I found a little bit frustrating about the article. I really mm. wanted to hear somebody who was married talk about housewives and their experience. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't like it wasn't lost on me that it's like three single girls talking about how terrible this was, because mm-hmm. if you have no partner in crime, nobody on your side, nobody yeah. who's committed to you for life. I can see how this could really fuck you up. Like yeah. This is yeah. like yeah. really bad. Definitely. Um, yeah. And most of New York City was single by the time they uh, mm-hmm. ended the the. Uh, season 13 mm-hmm. um but yeah that was the only thing i was like eh. but mm-hmm. everything else about this article a hundred out of ten yeah it's, <laughs> it's a good read it, mm-hmm. they ends with the current lawsuit that just got launched like a week and a half ago from yep. that um he was like a a butler or a bartender or something from ultimate yeah, girls like trip the house manager for dorinda for the blue manor mm, okay yeah. Who's now suing, alleging um, sexual harassment and assault from Randy. no allege? We all oh, watched where it. we saw it. Okay, oh, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> no oh, run. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, it's a hot mess over there, y'all. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. And I'm so excited to be diving into Bravo Land. That's and- the thing. Nobody <laughs> named anybody from Potomac, so we're good. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Oh my god! But yeah, go check out the interview or the, mm-hmm. the expose. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, let's dive into our interview with Miss Rachel. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, guys, this has been a long time coming. It's been over five years since our very first conversation with this woman. So much has happened in all of our lives and careers since then. Um, this podcast was fledgling back then, and we have done quite a bit. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> fledgling. Oh my god, I can't believe she came on. I can't believe you came on, Rachel. <laughs> we were recording all those microphones. I know. Oh my god, it's you been quite a bit. Oh, thank you. I was you. so thank happy you. to support what you guys are doing, and I'm happy to oh, see like everything that you've accomplished. Absolutely. Oh, awesome. So this has definitely been an overdue, overdue conversation, yes. uh, overdue for a proper catch up. You guys already heard her voice, but please welcome the lovely Rachel Lindsay. Woo! Thank you guys for having me back. <laughs> of course. Um, okay, so we were just talking before we got on. Um, when you were here last, you weren't even Abasola yet. You were... Mm-hmm. Oh my god! You guys are engaged. Yeah. You were engaged. Yeah. Oh my god! So I was just confirming with her. How does she go, Rachel Lindsay? Rachel Lindsay Abasola? Do you interchange between both? Like, do you care? Do you and Brian? Does it matter? <laughs> it doesn't. Like on social media, I have Abasolo, and so mm-hmm. I think a lot of people will say think that that's my name. I mean, it is, but legally, mm-hmm. I'm still Rachel Lindsay. 
because mm-hmm. it's just a lot of work to, to change it. And I'm lazy yeah. in that department. But I go by both. I mean, I, st- I probably okay. introduce myself as Rachel Lindsay, but if somebody introduces me as okay. Rachel Lindsay Abasolo, it's like, great. I go by that too. AKA Rachel Lindsay Abasolo. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's not an issue. What's yeah. on your books? Is it Rachel oh, Lindsay yeah. Abasolo or is it Rachel Lindsay? As listed Rachel as the author. Rachel Lindsay. It's Rachel Lindsay. Like, damn, Brian. I feel like, damn. I feel like, I feel like Rachel Lindsay is the stage name at this point. You know, like that's yeah. what yeah. okay. Matt okay. Me, that's that. what they know. Right. And you know what's True. funny? Even before all of this, I remember once I graduated from law school and I had mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. degree, I remember saying mm-hmm. I will publicly go as Rachel Lindsay because that's what's on my degrees. Mm-hmm. So this isn't yeah. even a, a Brian thing, bachelor thing. I always was like, that's what I'm going to be. And I like having yeah. two first names. I like my name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. it's a good name. I hear that. My sister, she's a doctor. Same thing. She's like, I'm gonna be Doctor Scott. Like, no matter what, I yeah. I did the schooling. I'm not gonna be Doctor whoever. So I get exactly. that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. Oh. So let's go with this Halloween costume. We're recording now on October the 30th. Mm. You rocked Instagram <laughs> with this pregnant Rihanna costume that you had. Is this just you trolling everybody? Or were you just obsessed with Rihanna's look? And it was pretty easy to put together. You just wear all red. Exactly. It was easy okay. to put together. So here's okay. the thing. I would like to think that I'm this genius. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I put together, and, and I love Halloween. I just love yeah, yeah. right everything that surrounds it. I just think it's a lot of fun, and it's a chance for adults mm-hmm. to be kids. And I always get very mm-hmm. into it, but I'm mm-hmm. always a last-minute Halloween planner. Like during okay, the year, okay. I'll be like, oh my God, it's going to be an amazing outfit. And then by the time October rolls around, I forget. So I put this together in the last five minutes. I bought everything off of Amazon, including the baby bump. <laughs> and I got the coat from Forever 21 the day of oh, the party. Wow. And I, you know, people will say, oh, you know, you favor Rihanna. And uh, mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, well, this will be fun oh, okay. and easy to do. Then yeah. my friend was like, people are going to think you're pregnant. It didn't yeah. even cross my mind. It didn't occur to you? It didn't? <laughs> no, because I so was just oh thinking God, this is going to be a great costume because this was yeah. such a moment. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. it's Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, it never crossed my mind. And I was like, oh, sh- I, I can curse, right? <laughs> yes, okay. you can. Okay. Yeah. I, was oh, like, yeah. I was like, oh, shit. People are really going to think I'm pregnant. And then I was like, well, <laughs> I'm going to do an over-exaggerated belly so then mm. people are kind of like, oh, it's a bigger belly. Obvious. So yeah. it's like, you know, with because remember with Rihanna, we were like, is she, isn't she? Does she yeah. have a baby yeah. weight? We didn't know. Right. So I was like, right. clearly people have seen my stomach. I'm going to have a big belly. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. that didn't get rid of it. No. And then people were kind of like, <laughs> oh, is this your way of poking fun at it? Because everybody th- always is asking you if you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Gosh, I should have just lied and said yes. This was all a part you of my should've. master plan. <laughs> and a similar people think it is in a similar way to people think that I had this master plan to take down Bachelor Nation and create mm. the demise of Chris Harrison and all of that. Damn. You know, oh, they, they wow. think that I'm, that I'm in my you know home just like stirring the pot, you know, poking yeah. pins in my mm. voodoo doll, just creating. <laughs> no, guys, I just I like Rihanna. <laughs> Right. Just, like it's not that deep. No. <laughs> oh my God. Well, great costume, particularly for piecing yeah. it together from Amazon in the Thank you. week before. Shout out to that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so 
you are probably one of the most booked and busy, most like accomplished former bachelorettes. Mm-hmm. You've now been separated from the franchise or left the franchise spring 2021. So it's been a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you made you made an amazing pivot. I mean, mm-hmm. two book deals, oh, hosting Estra, hosting Red Carpets, mm-hmm. two podcasts, Higher Learning and Morally Corrupt. <laughs> um, Justine and I here have always talked about and literally we have no idea we talked about out of our ass talked about your team this master team the superstar Mm -hmm. team of people that you must have around you to help Mm -hmm. you strategize this pivot because to us it seemed like when you left bachelor it seemed like fast and impromptu so i'm curious was there like a whiteboard session was this planned how did you make such successful of a pivot from bachelor nation and what can other bachelorettes i guess learn from how you did it Great question. Mm-hmm. Are you asking about my pivot since 2021? Yes, your pivot mm-hmm. out of okay. Bachelor Nation to just launching Rachel Lindsay. So I wish I could say I had like this amazing master plan. I mean, not master plan. I had a plan. I mean, master mm-hmm. team. I have mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. that help me, but I didn't have, what I've always said is missing is a team that's fully dedicated. It's really hard to find good people on your team. I've always had agents, mm-hmm. but I, but sometimes with agents, you just feel like you're one of many right. and mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. not about you the way that you are. And that's a lesson mm-hmm. that I've learned that I feel like has helped me. I'm mm-hmm. in the market for a good manager. So if anybody's listening, because I feel like I need to reshift and focus some things. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's hard to find that. One yeah. person I think that has a really good team around them is Caitlin Bristow. And I think that, yeah. and, she'll, mm-hmm. and she'll tell you that. She has a okay. really good team. Um, mm-hmm. And I've always been jealous of that because I have good people, but I haven't built the complete team. Like a dedicated, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to knock the people that I work with because I do have good mm-hmm. people. I just haven't mm-hmm, done mm-hmm. the complete thing that I want to do to create the overall, you know, Rachel Lindsay package, but, mm-hmm, or the mm-hmm. vision that I have. Mm-hmm. So I would say for 2021, me pivoting that started before because I was okay. very intentional when I came off the show of what I wanted to do. And so this is what I would say, you know, to other leads or even contestants coming on the show I didn't take the low hanging fruit. So much stuff is being thrown at you. Take Mm. this deal. You could be on this Mm. show. Um, You can do this. And I just was like, I know what I want. And if I step Mm -hmm. outside of that, then people will get confused and I'll be deemed and pigeonholed as a reality TV star when I wanted Mm -hmm. to be looked at as a media personality. So I said no to so many things. I went back to practicing law because mm-hmm. people respected that. And in my mm-hmm. spare time, I was doing things to build a reel or network mm-hmm. to get to mm-hmm. being a media personality. So mm-hmm. I was planting those seeds throughout. So by the time 2021 came, I'd already mm-hmm. left law. I was already mm-hmm. working for extra. I already mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. higher learning. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I did not have the Bravo podcast yet. So I was already mm-hmm. doing things. Things were in motion. And it isn't why I left. I left because I needed to leave to protect my own peace and mental mm-hmm. health. Mm-hmm. And I would have right. left even if I didn't have those things. But mm. my first book had already come out. My second book was already in the works. Mm-hmm. And so for me, wait, no, my first book came out in 2022. I, I always forget when I was right. So I was already working on it. 
Okay. Yeah, it came out in 2022. Um, and then the second one in 2023, this year. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I all those things were already in place and the ball was already rolling. So okay. they were the seeds that I planted that were just starting to to grow. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I, I really love that. Just like being very choosy because I can mm-hmm. imagine so much is coming your way. That sounds good, looks good. Everyone's mm-hmm. promising you this can catapult you to whatever. But you being easy very money. focused on right, yeah, easy money, easy. being very focused on the strategy you had internally for yourself and just being very one track minded on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And part mm-hmm. of that is, you know, to the original question, having a team, because mm-hmm. I did have mm-hmm. a manager when I came off. I did have an attorney and someone mm-hmm. who was kind of like, you don't want to just do everything. This is what you say you want to do. So you need to mm-hmm. to build that. Because mm-hmm. when I came off the show, I said, I want people to say, I will always be the first Black Bachelorette. And I don't knock mm-hmm. anybody for saying that to me or asking me questions about that. I mm-hmm. wear that as a badge of honor. But Mm-hmm. And one of people also say, isn't that Rachel who's done this show or is on this or I've seen mm-hmm. her here? Like I wanted people mm-hmm. to see me more than just right. as reality TV. And I feel like you'll always link me to, you know, being the first, but you can also link me to so many other things. And mm-hmm. I'm proud of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is, it's a interesting point that you made about returning to law because people respect it. Our next question, basically on higher learning, you guys talk about every single serious topic. Just last month, mm-hmm. you ethered Larry Elder, which <laughs> us and Megan all absolutely loved. Um, your interview with Emmanuel Acho will go down in history as one of the best mm. podcast episodes of all time. One of me and Tracy's favorites. She texted us to tell you hello. Um, but you go over every single serious topic in the media, and we know that by practice you are a lawyer and you have a very large platform on higher learning do you enjoy talking about these serious topics or do you feel obligated because of the size of your platform and your former profession to talk about these topics you know it's such an interesting question because recently we've sat down about topics that we're going to choose moving forward with higher learning and the Mm -hmm. obligation that we feel from thought warriors, which is our audience for those who Mm -hmm. don't listen Mm -hmm. to higher learning, Mm -hmm. um, the obligation we feel from them that we have to cover certain things and Mm -hmm. do, and Mm -hmm. should we always do that? And Mm -hmm. I think that pressure is something that we put on ourselves because of the time of when our podcast started, which was May, Mm -hmm. 2020. And and we all know what a crucial time that was specifically for black people. Mm -hmm. And so we were covering everything as it was happening and we've continued to do that. I think, you know, there's some things that it's more of like, can we cover a topic and have an interesting perspective or are we just going to be reporting? We're not the news. We don't report. Right. So Mm -hmm. most recently we covered the shooting in Maine, the mass shooting in Maine. We've mm-hmm, covered, mm-hmm. sadly, mass shootings so many times on our podcast, and we even mm-hmm. referenced that as we were covering the tragedy in Maine and how it's this hamster wheel of us saying yeah. the same things. We're saying the mm-hmm. media has a cycle. We have a cycle on this podcast. And mm-hmm. it's just to the point where it's so frustrating. How do you continue to cover it? So I think mm-hmm, moving right. forward, it's we want to acknowledge tragedies like mm-hmm. that, but mm-hmm. we might not delve into them as much because 
there isn't an interesting, and I shouldn't say interesting when it comes to a tragedy, but there isn't a new way to talk about it. There's not a nuance mm-hmm. to, it to talk about it, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. when it comes to like the war, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. one was tough right. because we knew we had to cover it because mm-hmm. of the way it was affecting people in their everyday lives, whether you were mm-hmm. Jewish, Palestinian, mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. friends that are, or just, you know, like following people on social that, you know, like as strangers that we had to cover, but we also had to pull back if you listen to it. Whereas like we have mm-hmm. to stop because now we're saying the same yeah. things over and over again. And right. it almost is becoming dangerous to talk about, which is sad. Mm. We should be able to talk mm-hmm. about this and it mm-hmm. not, and you not get blackballed or, mm-hmm you know, list it, be on someone's list for mm-hmm. talking about it in a certain way that really just speaks to humanity more than mm-hmm. it is about picking a side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about like acknowledging that things are happening in the world, but if you're not going to contribute to the conversation, then even question like, why are we talking Yeah. About because yeah. The, the, the general thought when creating the podcast was that we wanted people to feel like they were pulling up a seat at the table. Like the conversations mm-hmm. that we have on higher learning, we want it to be like, those are conversations you have at the family reunion, at the dinner table, mm-hmm. in the group chat mm-hmm. with friends, at the barber <coughs> shop. These are things right. that we're all talking about anyway. And maybe we elevate the way that we talk about them, but mm-hmm. that's what we wanted people to feel like, pull up a seat and feel like you're just mm-hmm. kicking it with your cousins. And so mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't feel that way because of how we're covering the topics. And so we want to get back mm-hmm. to that feeling okay. because mm-hmm. it does, you know, mm-hmm. we're like brother and sister. We don't always get along. We do have different mm-hmm. upbringings, um, mm-hmm. but also commonality in the, at the same time. So we're trying to get back mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate that like perspective because we were prim- predominantly having fun here Mm -hmm. um on our platform but obviously sometimes serious stuff comes up um so it's like us trying to even figure out how do we protect our fun protect our peace but Mm -hmm. also not completely ignore what's happening in the world like Mm -hmm. we've definitely struggled and tried to like toggle with that because Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, it's tough people your your audience puts an expectation and they you know they're in the dms talk about this i need to hear your voice on this it's like do you I don't know if I have anything else That's to say. The thing. There's <laughs> like, other very exactly. respectable journalists who have covered this <laughs> right. that you can go listen to. Like. <laughs> because people want you to pick a side. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, and right. I was yeah. right. I got into a space of writing people back and I was just like, listen, mm. social media is not the place to have this particular conversation. Right. So yeah, I'm right. fortunate to have a podcast that does cover these. And so like listen, that would tell people to listen to that. And they're like, no. You should be, you know, <laughs> saying it no, no. this way. This is how, and it's like, geez, oh my God. and so then when we would say it, it's like, I'm disappointed in how you said it this way. And it's like, and I yeah. would say, and yeah. that's, and I go, and guess what? You silenced me. So rather than mm, having a voice right. and speaking to it or for mm-hmm. it, I now mm. I'm like, nope, I'm not going to say anything. And I doubt that's what they wanted to accomplish, but that's what mm-hmm. you do. When Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. is happening, I wasn't keeping a list of people who, there were a lot of people I know that were silent. I wasn't mm-hmm. keeping a list of people, honestly, because mm-hmm. it was too mm-hmm. many to keep track of. And I wasn't <laughs> faulting people mm-hmm. for like some things I would talk about, but I wasn't like faulting people for certain things. Certain friends, mm-hmm. I would say this disappointed me. Maybe I had a shady yeah. moment or two, but I mm-hmm. wasn't just like on blasting people for it. Right. Even though that to me was very black and white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where this mm-hmm. not right. necessarily isn't. Yeah, right, right. right. Mm. 
So pivoting away a little bit from this, um, we, we listened to your interview with Caitlin um, mm-hmm. this past August, mm-hmm. and you've talked about um, this time in your life now where you're trying to slow down, work less, um, taking a step back from, you know, the plethora of projects and really focusing mm-hmm. on the podcast. Um, so it's been two months since that interview with with Caitlin. So mm-hmm. just checking in. How's it going? How's the stepping back going? How's the slowing down going? You know, had I like when I did Caitlin, I had not gone to Europe yet. Okay. So mm. I'm almost positive. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had not gone to Europe. I went to Europe for two weeks in September. Mm-hmm. And it's going great because Europe did a number on me. I had Europe was the reset of the summer yeah. for everybody. Eat, pray, Man, love. <laughs> I eat, pray, love, which my friend told me to stop saying because apparently she leaves her husband in the movie. I've not seen the movie. I thought she, she just does. Like, found herself. Yeah, she I thought she left her job. She so I was referencing it. And it's like, oh, with all these rumors out here, like maybe I shouldn't be saying that. And then Brian's not <laughs> with me. So that it. just like feeds oh, into God. it. Oh, God. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just, I did not realize how heavy things were weighing on me mm-hmm. um, and what's the pressure that I was putting on myself, you know, the time clock that I felt like I have on myself mm-hmm. when it comes to life and, and children and certain things I want to accomplish. And this year has been a very challenging year for me, mm-hmm. both personally and professionally. Gross. And I did not realize it until I completely yeah. stepped away and detached from it all. And mm-hmm. when I, there was something about getting in the water in Italy. And when I emerged, I was like, I just felt like everything fell off me. Mm. And I, like my, a friend of mine said, like, I felt like I was talking, like I was on a personal high. My therapist, when I came back was like, you're just so different. I've never mm. seen you like this. Like even wow. he recognized it. And I just released so much. So I feel really good. I still feel because I just freak out when I cannot control things. And so many Mm -hmm. things lately Mm -hmm. have been out of my control and they still are. Mm -hmm. But I've learned to really be appreciative of the things that I have, which I'm still blessed with so much and really letting go of what I can't control. And it, and it's helped me develop what my word, cause I have a word for every year. My word was create for 2023. Mm-hmm. Oh, and nice. okay. I don't feel like I've really fulfilled that, but I'm taking that and everything that's happened in 2023. And I'm my word for 2024. I came up with this this week actually is going nice. to be to believe because I feel like Ooh. I've doubted myself a lot this year. I've questioned things. I didn't trust or have faith that things would work out. And I need to go back to really having the confidence and believing in myself mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. trusting God's timing on things and that things will happen mm-hmm. when they're supposed to. And they mm-hmm. may not mm-hmm. happen the way that I want to. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, at first it was going to be trust. And I was like, no, it's believe. So all mm. that to say, I feel really, really good. And I'm trying to take that positive energy, you know, into every day. Mm-hmm. I love that for you. We also do a word of the year over here, me and Justine, ah. every year. <laughs> my, um, I was just laughing to myself thinking, like hearing you speak, because my word last year was control. Oh. Um <laughs> <laughs> trying to, as you say, like relinquish control and mm-hmm. gain back control in some ways. Um, and my word for this year was still. Um, so similarly, trying to just 
just cut out the noise and slow down and um, just try to really prioritize myself. So um, yeah, travel will do that to you. Travel will, is a, yeah. is the best reset. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. What do they say? Travel is the only thing that you can buy that makes you richer. It's travel. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've never heard that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, I do feel rich. Proverb. Yeah. Yeah. You were back like to coming to the Italian. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the Mediterranean. Yes. <laughs> I love that. So, so speaking, as I was saying, my word this year was still. And so one of the first things I had to do was like really reexamine my routines um, and how I approach the start and end of my day. Like I, when I was busy body, I was here doing the podcast. I was running a, a nonprofit at the same time and just like all over the place and was like a slave to my phone and my calendar. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm curious how you've reexamined your routines. Like, do you have a morning routine, an evening routine? Like, how mm-hmm. have you taken the baptism and the, the seas of Italy and kind of translate it back into your life and your literal day to day? Now, that's what I'm still working on. I okay. am so bad <laughs> At I, what I am good at, and I did start this, is I will either in my planner or in my notes phone, mm-hmm. before I go to bed at night, try to map out the things that I want to accomplish. Now, do I accomplish those things? Not even half. But mm-hmm. I at least try to structure my mind and like, okay, this is what needs to be accomplished today or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um But I don't know where time goes. I have way more time on my hands than I had before. And for some before. reason, I feel like I have less time because even though I was, <laughs> things were so chaotic when, especially with extra, because your schedule's all over the place, you know, you're mm-hmm. a slave to the interviewee mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. like on their schedule. So, Correct. but I, it was still structured in a weird way. And now I have time and it's like, well, wait, what do I do? And I just <laughs> feel like I'm filling up my time with sometimes like meaningless things and I'm not, <laughs> taking control of my day. The day is controlling me a little bit. So Mm -hmm. I I need to get better in that regard, but I just always feel like something else is coming up. I I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm very much so looking forward to the holidays because in this Mm -hmm. industry, once Thanksgiving has hit, Mm -hmm. it's done. Mm -hmm. Just just look look for January, 2024. People are on Christmas or um, holiday breaks, holiday parties. Mm -hmm. They're done. They're done. You're okay. going to get bounced back mm. on emails. They're out yeah. of office. Mm. So I, I need that that time to, to regroup because I'm very big yes. on going into the new year right. I love New mm. Year's. Halloween and New Year's. Same. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I really take it seriously. I get all into it. I'm like, oh, I'm starting anew. That kind of thing. <laughs> the same. Yep. <laughs> so a new another reset is coming and get you started for Believe. 2024 yes. Believe. Yes. Love that. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. Nice. So, um, oh my gosh, you have me thinking so much, Rachel, now about your routines. Cause I'm like, even that, um, like, uh, making the list for the next day is like an element mm-hmm. of control that you're like trying to take over the day, even though like, no matter what the day is going to throw at you, yeah. you know, it's hard getting rid of control is like a tough one. Or it gets me. Well, cause stuff always pops mm-hmm. up, right? Like yeah. I have my day planned today. Stuff always pops but up. Then I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, I have to take out my braids and you know, Whoa. You know that's half the day. That's my day, the is, half done. Oh, man. My day <laughs> is done. I'm so yeah. upset about that. I'm like, how did this Girl, happen? Pick a show. <laughs> or I be I take out the under, take out the under the part in the back. <laughs> Just yeah. nobody sees that on camera. 
Rachel turns around, it's like a whole bush in the back. <laughs> I thought about starting it. No, I was going to do the top and I was going to put a hat on. And then yep. I was like, no. Nah. <laughs> I was like, I'll just, I need to catch up on Married to Medicine before their premiere. So I'm going to sit and watch yep. Married to Medicine. Get it done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Love it. Let's actually, you know what? Let's just switch over since you brought over, brought up married to medicine. Mm -hmm. Let's talk Roni. Yes. So we have been watching Roni all season. We have been listening to Morally Corrupt all season. Mm -hmm. But we want to know, and for the listeners, for everybody who doesn't uh, listen to Morally Corrupt, what are your overall thoughts on this reboot? I love it. Even calling it a reboot. You, I, it is what, a reboot. What do you think about that? It's a reboot because the women are, and not I'm not trying to be an ageist, but mm. I say younger because they bring a different perspective. They're literally um, younger, yeah. But they're younger, <laughs> yeah, they're younger. <laughs> they all have something different going on. They all have their, they actually all have storylines, which, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't always happen in Housewives. Somebody just, you know, tries to insert themselves into someone else's story and make that a storyline. Mm-hmm. They all just are independent, but I love watching them together and it is very chaotic. And I know it's a good <laughs> season when I've thought about a housewife one way and I've comp- and it housewives mm. and I've completely yeah. changed that. Yeah. Because so much yep. has happened this mm-hmm. season. And I have mm-hmm. flip-flopped on these housewives, on multiple housewives, and I Same. it's just been fun to watch and I love the clean slate. I don't know if I want this for every franchise. And to be honest, Mm -hmm. I didn't think New York needed it. And I was one of those people who was a little skeptical. I was like, I'm gonna watch, Mm -hmm. but I don't know these people other than Jenna Lyons because I was a fan of hers before. I did Mm -hmm. not realize Mm -hmm. I followed Psy because she's a different Mm -hmm. name on social media. I no longer Mm -hmm. follow Psy. Mm -hmm. But I, wow, we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah, but I, I just was really surprised. Like out the gate, these women were bringing Mm -hmm. it. I believed Mm -hmm. in their friendships, even after watching the reunion. It seems like in social media behaviors, they're still friends. So Mm -hmm. I, I have really enjoyed it. I think they did a really good job casting this season, even despite the drama of the one housewife who said, allegedly yes. said something racist and they had mm-hmm, to remove yeah. her. So it was kind of like, well, what are we going to get? Right. How are they going right. to right. you know, like take her out of everything? Forgot mm-hmm. she existed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who was that? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I feel similarly. I think uh, the way I started the the season where I'm ending with so many of the, so many of the housewives, my mind has changed. That, that definitely says something about the success of the reboot, which mm-hmm. I, I don't think I started yeah. off as optimistic as I'm ending currently mm, correct mm-hmm. um okay so we are caught up on reunion um mm-hmm. i want to start with uba so uba came in hot uba hot she came in hot for this reunion she mm-hmm. um she came at jenna twice she um said something about the ladies didn't want jenna on the show she got into it with bryn she rehashed phone gate with erin it was mm-hmm. she came in like it felt like she came out with an agenda that, that's how i feel mm-hmm. i know justine you have she a different did. thought <laughs> i do i have a different i thought that uba's approach to the reunion was incredibly refreshing we have not seen a black woman be that emotional on bravo with other white housewives i don't think ever mm. interesting because they can't and be. i 
because they can't. And Uba openly says, fuck this black woman aggressive shit. I'm aggressive. I'm happy. I'm loving. (laughs) I'm this. I'm everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm Uba hot. And y'all gonna buy this hot sauce because I'm (laughs) on brand. And I I really, really love that for her. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Justine, there's something I gotta get off my chest, girl. Tell me. I've been low-key struggling with my relationship with my phone and social Mm. media just the over accessibility these devices create, this addiction to Instagram, mm-hmm. the distraction from everyday life and the people closest to me, it's been really stressing me out. I'm not even going to lie. Mm. I mean, that makes sense. Content overload is very real and staring at everybody's highlight reels can be overwhelming mm. and can absolutely steal your joy and peace. Yeah. We carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. You all know we're huge advocates of therapy. We talk about it all the time on this podcast. It's been tremendously beneficial throughout different stages of my life and areas where I've needed help from eating disorders to new relationships to my ever-changing relationship with my family. Therapy has really helped me to set boundaries and prioritize my self-care. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash 2BG1R today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H E lp.com slash 2bg1r I really like that perspective. I did not mm-hmm. take it that way. I understand it. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I would 100% receive it if she was a better communicator and could pinpoint exactly what it is that she was feeling and why. And it just mm-hmm. seems like I didn't have a problem with her Scattered. tone. I didn't have, yes, like it was very chaotic. I didn't have a problem mm-hmm. with the purpose of like, I just, her tone, it didn't bother me. I didn't think she was that loud. Mm-hmm. I didn't think she was that aggressive. I thought she was passionate mm-hmm. and that's how mm-hmm. I categorize people are animated. That's how I categorize mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't think she was aggressive at all, but it just was so, she would jump from this subject to this subject. And I was like, <laughs> Uba, chaos. I want, I'm, I'm for you. I'm team Uba. I want to be on your trying. team. I just don't know where to follow. I, I was trying to follow. <laughs> That's the only thing oh that God. I wished about her. And I feel like yeah. when we see her break down in the second part of the reunion, where she doesn't yeah. feel like anyone has her back. It's like, mm-hmm. ah, that's something that I think that I learned in therapy. The issue, like the issue is never the issue. The mm-hmm. thing is she's hurt. Mm-hmm. But rather than mm-hmm. saying I'm hurt because of this, she's lashing out 
about mm-hmm. certain situations. And mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons I feel like it didn't make sense because the real issue is you don't feel like anyone had your back mm-hmm. and you felt that right. way. So mm. when she broke down, I, you know, it, we all know how I feel about Aaron. It was nice that Aaron went over <laughs> to her and said, I hate seeing you like that. And the women yeah. did mm-hmm. gather around mm-hmm. her and they were like, we do mm-hmm. have your back, Uba. And that was nice. But yeah, yeah I'm, I am team Uba. I have thoroughly mm-hmm. enjoyed Same. her. And what yeah. I always have to keep reminding myself about Uba is she's doing all of this and she doesn't drink. She, she doesn't drink. She doesn't, right. drink. she doesn't drink. That's true. Oh, wow. She's just, that, she's got a lot of energy naturally. She's, it's Uba. <laughs> yeah. That's Uba. what I always have to remind myself. Wow. She's, yeah. if she's funny. She's really, I mean, like you can she's be really funny, funny without and drink and just, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But like, every time I'm watching, I'm like, right. oh, these women have been drinking. Uba and Jenna have not. They yeah. don't drink. Yeah. So right. I, I guess I like that even more. I'm like, we're getting mm-hmm. Uba. She's not, there's Pure. no other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like there's True. nothing that's making her a certain way. This is Uba. She's authentically mm-hmm. being herself. So mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that with her too. Yeah. I'm very team mm-hmm. Uba. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Thanks. I thought also during, interesting during the reunion, we learn like Uba, one of her, she gets in the weeds on a lot of things, but we we stay on the phone gate for a little bit. And we learn that Erin took her phone for several hours, not 45 yeah. minutes. That mm-hmm. made me think differently about the whole situation because when I remember watching, I was thinking, okay, Uba's doing a lot. She just took your phone. It was a prank. I think I too would have been on a rampage if somebody took <laughs> yeah. my phone for several hours, right? Yeah. It, I thought mm-hmm. the whole situation totally different after that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why I always knew it was a couple of hours. In my mind, I when they you. said 45 minutes, when Aaron said it, I was like, that's mm-hmm. not true. Somebody said something. I swear somebody oh said hours. Because I was always like, why okay. did I keep saying 45 minutes? It was more than that. I just kept yeah. thinking that. I don't know. So I was okay. I was I thought Uba was justified in every mm-hmm. single thing that she did. Definitely. Getting in her face, looking down on her, pulling her glasses <laughs> off. Mm-hmm. I recognize the whole thing. She was right when she broke it down. And, you know, Andy says, I feel, I think it's Andy, or maybe it was Aaron. Here I am giving mm-hmm. Aaron another point. Mm-hmm. It was like, I feel like mm-hmm. you wanted to get that off your chest. Mm-hmm. Uba, when I was watching it, I was like, Uba is staying away from the situation. Aaron is the one who rolled up, was like, don't say my name. I yeah. got all of that. Yeah. So I guess yeah. Uba must have been true. getting a lot of hate about mm-hmm. it. I didn't recognize it. I felt like when they were all in the hot tub, and and mm-hmm. size like yeah they were all ganging up on her I was like no they're calling Aaron out on her they're shit her out. she's yeah. a hot star yeah. she gets yep. it going she's messy mm-hmm. she has an issue with everyone she finds mm-hmm. something and now mm-hmm. everybody's confronting her what mm-hmm. is the big the deal time. it's not like Jenna Lyons <laughs> who just doesn't want to ride and coach if I don't have to ride coach I'm not gonna ride coach I'm not, not gonna ride coach. coach we're right. not right we're not doing it right yeah. <laughs> And it yeah. was almost mm-hmm. as if they, because those women also could have flown first class. It's almost like they didn't know they had the mm-hmm. option to, and they were mad that Jenna. That's what it was given. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was given. Definitely. Like, yeah. Man, we could have asked for that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they was tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Last little point about Uba that I do I do want to touch on is Mr. Connecticut. Should mm-hmm. and what do you think, Rachel? Because. I know that you're a Bravo holic. Should these women allow, or any cast member, allowed to be on the show with secret 
partners or refusing to show their love life to make themselves seem more interesting, Jenna Lyons, and just give us nothing. Because that's what now, Mr. Connecticut. Now we've seen him. He's very handsome. He's very tall. He's at a job. He's not married. I was like, he's married. That's why he's a secret. No, he's not married. But we care are about there, their relationships. At the end of the day, we, the number one thing we care about, who they date and who they married to, what's going yeah. on with that. And Uba with this mystery boyfriend, Jenna with this mystery girlfriend. Like, is that allowed? Should that be allowed? What do you think about this? Oh, this is tough. I think it's you have to take each situation separately. And this is hmm. coming from a person oh. who hides. I had my relationship. <laughs> yeah. And, I probably, yeah, fully. and if I was a housewife, you would probably see very little of Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. mm-hmm. I think that I understand Uba's position when she said, I've been very open or vocal about relationships before. And I just don't want to say too much because I really mm. want this to work. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she could have given us I'm dating and left it there. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. If she mm-hmm. had said, I'm seeing someone, they never would have let it go. They mm-hmm. would have mm-hmm. kept badgering her about like, tell us, tell us, tell us, who is this? Give us a hint, give us a hint. So I think she felt like she was in a position of, I either have to give everything or I have to give nothing. But she mm-hmm. did say it on camera. The Connecticut mm-hmm. thing. You know, she said, I'm dating somebody. And Mm -hmm, didn't mm -hmm. she say Connecticut on camera? I think afterwards when it was already out. After it was already spilled. Yeah, I think she was trying to keep that under wraps. She was dating someone. For some Mm -hmm. reason, and I can't remember why, because it was the beginning of the season. I, and maybe I'm a hypocrite. I felt like Jenna should have told us about her person. And I can't remember why. I don't know what the Mm. difference is. She has nothing else going on. Because she, she didn't it. tell us nothing else. Yeah, nothing maybe else to give. It. God. Maybe oh. that's it. At least with Uber, yeah. we had seen emotion. She had a business. Maybe yes. that's what it was. Maybe it was just yep. too soon. But I was like, mm. Mm. oh, mm-hmm. and, and she, okay, wait. Help me with this. Did she mm-hmm. say she had somebody and then didn't talk about it? Or was the first time we learned that she had somebody when they broke up? Jenna. Jenna. Yes, Jenna. She told us she had somebody. She I remember they us, were yeah. out to dinner on the first trip, yes. I think, to Erin's house in Southampton or something. House. And yeah. she yeah. said she had somebody. Yep. Yep. But mm-hmm. I guess, and this is where I'm torn. If it's going to jeopardize the relationship, then I don't think you should have to tell. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Jenna's person didn't like the spotlight. Mm-hmm. 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 Now, Jenna but you're dating Jenna Lyons. <laughs> but she's not Jenna on a reality TV. Yes, mm-hmm. but not on reality TV. Should okay. they be casting people who are going to be so protective of their relationship then? No, but that show needed Jenna. <laughs> it did. Rody they did. needed Jenna. They needed, the they name. Did. They needed they did. that they name. Did need yeah, they did Because that made me curious. At it first did. I was yeah. like, what? Yes. Jenna yeah. Lyons? Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. could she be a housewife? I, mm-hmm. I, Same. I love housewives and there's no shade, but just I, I just think of Jenna up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like right. she's doing reality TV. Doesn't even have to be housewives. She was if right. she was on right. The Bachelor, I'd be like, why is Jenna on The Bachelor? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I mm-hmm. yeah, they needed okay. her though. They needed a name. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, I think so too. 
Um, speaking of Jenna, I'm bored. <laughs> I'm bored <laughs> to tears. Does she deserve a season two? Yes, you're not bored, yes. Rachel. Yes. What is she Jenna. talking? About? How? I, yeah. What? I like I, I like <laughs> Jenna so much. Okay. Like, think about Pitch think me, about what please. Jenna has given us. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. She disappeared in the Hamptons. That's drama. I like it. She snuck that away in the middle of the night. She came mm-hmm. back. Yes. I like her. She drove up in this fabulous car. She has mm-hmm. a house in the Hamptons. Like she's mm-hmm. giving housewife material, mm-hmm. like based on material mm-hmm. things. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Then we find out she has a lover. Mm-hmm. She gives us the story about how she was outed by the New York Post. We didn't know mm-hmm. that about mm-hmm. Jenna. That mm-hmm. was good too. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. comes mm-hmm. in with the, if it wasn't for Jenna, we never would have hated Jessel originally. Right? <laughs> Jenna's gift giving exposed Jessel's uh, like aloofness to think, you know? Okay. Okay. You got to think about it this way. Same. Think about it. Mm. Jenna gave us the first fight. We were talking about food and toilet paper before. It was Jenna sleeping away <laughs> that gave mm. us the fight. Mm, Jenna didn't true. participate okay. in okay. the girls' activity. Jenna had never been on a girls' trip. Guys, yeah. it's. I think in the beginning we got a little bit of Jenna. Jenna didn't fly coach. Mm-hmm. Jenna... <laughs> Jenna has, you know, a genetic disorder with the teeth, mm-hmm. with the skin, mm-hmm. with there's so mm-hmm. much. Jenna didn't show up at Jessel's Christmas party. She chose her mm-hmm. son or whatever, or no, her, um, whatever it was she was hosting at her house. She chose to put up a yeah, Christmas tree with her son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jenna was giving, guys. She was, given by not giving. she was giving by not yeah, giving. She was giving by not giving anything. <laughs> well, you always have to have the calming person, right? You do. Like, it, yes, like Cynthia you do. Bailey. Cynthia. And, and yeah. for, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, for um, Atlanta. Like, there's mm-hmm. always the mm-hmm. person who has mm-hmm. to be the calming force, but they're still giving you little things like, but for mm-hmm. this happening, the mm-hmm. big thing wouldn't have happened. So I mm-hmm. like Jenna. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think Jenna's coming back. But mm. I think the show needs Damn. Jenna. <laughs> Damn. I think the show needs Jenna. Like at BravoCon, I want to see Jenna. Yeah. yeah. Does she say she's, she's going, going yet? Does she know. say anything? We don't know. Damn, really? Oh, Damn, I, 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 don't, I have no oh, idea. No. She, hasn't, she hasn't posted anything that I've seen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, Jenna. But she probably okay. is. Yeah, yeah, probably. She, I hope so. I agree. They do need like a mediator that that role yeah. in mm-hmm. the in the cast. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess with her, they get the name at least. But mm-hmm. Jenna mm-hmm. pulled back mm-hmm. when they all ganged up on her about coach. I really like mm-hmm. that's when you see a shift in her where she gets quiet. She doesn't really say much. Mm-hmm. She really didn't have much going on. Or we didn't see mm-hmm. much from her after that. Mm-hmm. I think she just kind of mm-hmm. shut down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 definitely. And then we learned during yeah. reunion yesterday that she, all the girls hang out outside the show. She doesn't really hang out with them much. Mm-hmm. She's like, it's still she's like she doesn't have girlfriends. She doesn't do the girls. Yeah, stuff. this. <laughs> and but she's also like all up in her relationship. She posts the, the woman oh, okay. that she's with constantly. So I feel oh, like she oh, also might. You know, you have those friends that get in a relationship and you never see them again until the breakup. Okay. Yeah. And then she's it's like, right. oh, that where era. you been? Don't try to come over mm, here now. Yeah. I feel like Jenna yeah. might be one of those people that gets caught up in the relationship. Okay. Mm, and doesn't okay. really hang out with friends outside of that. 
Also, I like, can see that. She's, yeah. she's in Paris kicking it with Usher and YG. I know. I repeat. Oh, I know. She, she's in another yeah. echelon. She's in another she echelon, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I know. She wore jeans to reunion. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Tis true. Tis true. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that about the Jessel thing because I've always been a tank top, but I understand uh, that did give us the first fight. That's true because she mm-hmm. gave with, she came with the gifts. Aaron came with literally nothing. Okay. Fine. Mm-hmm. So so during this season, right? I thought as a viewer and as an avid housewives viewer that <laughs> there was a theme of actually loss and grief during this season. Oh, there was. Yeah. Jenna's mom, Sai's mom, Erin's grandmother, and Bryn's grandmother were all dealing with kind of like closing chapters and grief. Mm-hmm. Right? Right? Jessel's Did that just uncle. come to you just now? Jessel's uncle. Jessel's uncle. Jessel's uncle. She, yeah, she brought herself in a conversation per usual, <laughs> you know? <laughs> My girl. I um, love her. I love her. So what, because... As a viewer, for me, it was very frustrating that these girls have all gone through this common thread and were not addressing it with each other. To me, it felt very much so disjointed, as if they were not oh. friends. Did you feel like that watching it? Because I absolutely felt like that watching it. Mm. No, I didn't. I, no? I, okay. I didn't really realize that that was a theme, like a through line mm-hmm. through the show, and you're so right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But I didn't feel that way because Bren definitely opened up during Bryn's giving mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Let, let all the women know her upbringing, you know, with the encouragement. She wasn't at first. And so I was like, just like, talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cy didn't not to the, to the extent that she yeah. did at the reunion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's also, yeah. I, you know, it wasn't really towards the end that we learned how recent it was that her mom had passed. We knew her mom passed, yeah. right. but we had no right. idea it was months before this. Yeah. yeah. And then we learned even more at the reunion. So yeah. it probably was difficult mm-hmm. for her to talk about. Jenna, mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. you gave another storyline to her, hearing her talk <laughs> about her mom and the relationship mm-hmm. with her mom, uh-huh. Judith, should we call mm-hmm. her another yes. storyline? No, yes. Okay. Yes, okay. Judith. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I thought she opened up a bit. Like, I feel like they did. I do mm-hmm. feel like they did. They I did, didn't... but like, remember when Teresa's mother passed away and they threw that wreath in the ocean for her and they did like a whole thing in the morning on the beach? Remember that? Mm. On Real Housewives of New Jersey? Too, at that point? And her mm-hmm. dad had, no, no, you know? Mm. They did a whole beach thing for her. Like, I, I feel like when you're, when you go through a death like that, like a mother, a grandmother, a matriarch of the family, you mm-hmm. rally around your friends. And they were just like, okay. oh, okay, I guess we'll go to Antigua. So this kind of <laughs> plays into a theory that we argue about on Morally Corrupt. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. And, and maybe I'm very naive, but I felt like these women were friends before. And I thought yeah. they all, I was like, oh, like, I go, one thing, I said this at the very beginning, I was like, you know, it's been, it's really nice to watch because they all seem like they've just, are friends and they have, they have a genuine friend group and we don't see that on other franchises. But <laughs> listening to the way that you're talking about it, 
the reason I think Teresa had that is because these women had been, whether they came in as friends or not, they've developed this friendship. The right. reason, yes. the reason that they right. couldn't, to your point, do that is because they didn't know each other that well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They do now, but maybe they no. didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. super gullible and really believing <laughs> that these women were friends. <laughs> Yeah, to me, it was so obvious. Like that, when Sai said it was three months before filming, I was like, they don't know each other. They don't know each other. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is crazy. Like, You're right. What? You're so right. Oh, my I, God. It went over my head. No. Because mm-hmm. Jenna uh, and Sai really could have bonded on that because yes. they both yes. had issues with their mother. Recent. Yeah. Um, yes. had, had like upbringings, d- different upbringings, but but mm-hmm. issues with the upbringing of their yeah. moms brought right. up and the connection or the lack right. thereof that they had. And right. yeah. it was months yeah. before. Jenna's was like six weeks. Sai was yeah. months. Yeah, was recent and too. And they really yeah. could have mm-hmm. connected. It's very true. Mm-hmm. Very true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. She like just a, learned her first name at a photo shoot. Like what? Oh my God. <laughs> anyway. Judith. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, okay. Let's talk about Sai. You mm-hmm. don't seem to be a fan. <laughs> I am not either, Rachel. <laughs> what, um, what, I mean, this, this reunion, we learned so much about her with her mother mm-hmm. passing so recently. Um, she still blames herself. Like it's, it's clear she's still like in very early stages of grief, which is, which is fine. You lose a mother, like that could take you as long as you want. We also learned she's never done therapy. She was talking about Mm. reunion as her therapy, which was Mm. crazy. So toxic. (laughs) Yeah. Not, not good. Um, but it also explained a lot when she said that I was like, oh, okay. What, what do you make of Psy? You, like, yeah, where are you at with her? Ah, <laughs> uh, Sai. Can y'all believe she has a podcast? It's like, talk about somebody Can I don't you want to hear from. She has a podcast? Not Ugh. listening Mm-mm. to what people are saying. You you clearly uh, are oblivious to how people feel yeah. about. I uh, need to mm-hmm. just, like, listen to an episode because maybe she's totally different. I know. I need to listen to one, too. But that's yeah. one person yeah. I do mm-hmm. not want to hear from. Please take the picture and tag where you got it from. <laughs> And that's it. <laughs> and that's I it. I just visuals, only visuals, God, only oh visuals. God. Seen from, not heard from. I had, hmm. and maybe no fault to her. I had high expectations for her because same. I followed her, and I was curious to know what kind of person she was. Never mm-hmm. watched her stories. I never had heard her voice. I only okay. saw pictures. Yes. So right. and her family. So I was very eager. Mm-hmm. I was excited. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, I follow her. I was very excited about this. Mm-hmm. And what a disappointment. From the Talk toilet paper it. to the food to the, I don't like when people are constantly reminding me I'm from Brooklyn. Mm. I'm, I'm rough around the edges. Like just be mm-hmm. it. Don't say it. That mm-hmm. became a little obnoxious to me. And then you know, her, hearing her say in the beginning when she was talking about her package and she's like, I used to walk pa- past brownstones and look in the windows, you know, like now I have my own. I look outside of it. Um, mm-hmm. She's like, I'm one of those girls. I thought she was self-made. I'm not knocking her business. I'm not saying she's not successful, but I didn't realize mm-hmm. she married a man with money. I didn't realize mm-hmm. they have a second oh, house yeah. in upstate New York. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Like yeah. that yeah. man 
like yeah. you have that brown mm-hmm. soul with that man. I was like, damn, influencing is really paying off. She bought she the way it was presented, <laughs> the way it was know, presented right? to us. That's true. She worked hard, <laughs> and I'm sure she does. Yeah. I'm not taking away from uh-huh. her hard work and her skills. But it was like because mm-hmm. I've done these things, I bought this brownstone, and my mm-hmm. husband works for me. Not that he owned these restaurants. <laughs> right. Right. Had a whole family, you know, like, and the there's whole the, then, then there's the whole drama behind it where they say, like, you know, she yeah. was telling people she's been married all these years. <sighs> the timeline. And she let it slip drama. at the reunion. She let it slip at the reunion. She did. She, that. What she, she said, said, she said, oh gosh, wait, because I was just watching this. She said something that didn't reference the timeline because she goes, and then when we got married, she moved in with it was something she said of when we got married and it alluded mm-hmm. to the children were already born it was however she said it mm-hmm. it was like oh that happened oh. after oh. and i wish i had the exact if you Ooh. go back and watch it when she goes to the size package <laughs> and she's talking so Ooh. she does pretty much confirm that they got married which it's like who cares? But don't try to present right. like, mm-hmm. oh, this happened. Present differently. And then yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. who cares? You had kids and then you got married. Like, y'all seem to be yeah, a beautiful yeah, family and very happy. Yeah. And I actually right. like yeah. Cy best yeah. when she was with her family. With her family. Yes. When she was with her Tia. Yes. Like, that's when we liked mm-hmm. Cy yeah. the best. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I just, Cy was just a huge disappointment. I found her yeah. painfully annoying. She's like a gnat. <laughs> A gnat mm-hmm. in your ear, like buzzing, mm-hmm. like a flash. Yep. All oh, of it. just Jesus. Like, yeah. Sigh, stop. I just... Stop. Or even just like, you know, the the lack of patience she had with Jessel. Like she, mm-hmm. and, and this is why I feel okay talking about Sigh like this. Because mm-hmm. I am to Sigh as she was to Jessel. Mm-hmm. I have no patience. Yeah. No I'm not patience. trying to understand yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, you should get it. If she ever was listening to this, like, you should get it. Because this is how you were with mm-hmm. Jessica. Yeah. You weren't trying to give her anything. You weren't trying yeah. to understand yeah. her side. I'm not. I, I watched the reunion. I saw parts of Sai that explained a lot of things. She explained mm-hmm. the hangry. Mm-hmm. She explained her eating schedule. She went in detail mm-hmm. about her mom. And I still feel the same way about Sai. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing's changed. <laughs> I feel Not the same, thing. Rachel, because oh my, to, my issue with Sai is there's a difference between being direct, which she always yes. says she is, I'm direct, and then there's being rude. And I find Sai and even Erin at times, but Sai in particular, to be rude and mean and then talk about, well, I'm just a Brooklyn girl. That's just how it is. There's a difference between being rude and direct. And she's mm-hmm. trying to claim that oh, it's just direct. Give me the pass. No, you're being mean. Yeah. Yeah. She really is. That's it. Yeah. They were mean. Mm-hmm. She and Aaron were mean girls. And the fact they that mean. they could mm-hmm. sit and watch mm-hmm. clips on the reunion, there was some mm-hmm. acknowledgement, but they had to, yeah. to really pull teeth to get it from her. I mean, Aaron yeah. was fighting it, fighting it, For- fighting it. She was fun. Mm-hmm. Even the hostess claims. I was like, Aaron, you don't feed people. It is what it is, girl. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. It is like it's oh. Aaron and Cy and that tag team work of meanness were just mm-hmm. too yeah. much for me to watch. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I understand like this because they're at the reunion, there seems to be this, even though they're Aaron made a reference to Cy, like Cy, I know we're not in the best place. So I don't know if something mm-hmm. happened yeah. with them. What happened but there? I understand the Uba and Jessel team up versus them because yeah they were yeah. so rude mm-hmm. and even Bren mm-hmm. at one point in the reunion says to um Jessel she's like 
why do you keep apologizing? Like they shit it on your marriage. They talked about yeah. what you, yeah. you know, this and this and this. And right. I, I do, I still felt like I love Jessel, but I felt like there were times where she was still at the reunion trying to suck up to Sai. Like, and Sai, mm-hmm. I really loved how you did this. And Sai, no, Jessel, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't need I to be like Jessel Bravo her. Con. I'm going to tell her that too. I'm like, stop. <laughs> yeah. Um, you have yeah. won the court of public opinion. People love you. <laughs> Well, speaking of Jessel, uh, I have proudly been a tank top since episode one. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, Natasha came around to Jessel. Mm-hmm. I have loved Jessel from the start. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, even on the reunion, she was still like sucking up to Sai. I think it's just the public relations in her. She doesn't want to not be liked Mm. i think it's a huge part of her how she makes a living um and it seems like even uh when they asked her about moving to new york city she was evading the question hardcore and i've heard her on another podcast evade the question of did you move from dallas to new york city for this show there's been rumors that she was supposed to be cast on real housewives of dallas and Mm. they uh Dissembled, you know, they uh, <laughs> vanished out of thin air. Thank God. Racism. I know they had to go. So um, there was rumors that she was supposed to be on the show and move to New York for the show. Do you think that that even that um, being a thing of people moving to mm-hmm. have the chance to be on the Real Housewives of New York City or the Real Housewives of wherever? Do you think that is a weird move for people to start making? Is it bad for the <laughs> franchise people to start doing that? Mm. I do think it's bad for the franchise. You can't be venue Same. shopping, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can't, yeah. Legally, you can't do that. Um, you can't <laughs> yeah. pick the county that you want to have your case heard in. Uh, you have to have yeah. a good reason. And I'd say mm-hmm. that same rule applies to <laughs> housewives. I, mm-hmm. I think it's bad because, like, we know some of this stuff is put together. But, you know, the true mm-hmm. watchers, we like to pretend like it doesn't. I don't mm-hmm. want to be thinking that. You know, if you told me Taylor moved to Orange County because she was going to be a friend of, I'd be upset. We know that's not the case. Yeah. She'd been there for a while. But, like, that's mm-hmm, what you mm-hmm. don't want. Right. I, I that, This is my first time hearing. I knew she had a house in Dallas. It's actually in my sister's neighborhood. Hmm. Um, oh. But I knew that, but I did not. I never heard that she possibly had done that to be a part of Real Housewives of Dallas, which would have been terrible moves. She would not have fit in with those ladies. That would have been no, so bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the I think her husband's business came first and then Housewives came after. Okay. I, I from the rumors that I've heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I it's very clear as it came out in the reunion that, you know, she was intentional about being on Housewives. But thank God. Yeah. We love Jessel. I know. Thank God though. We love Jessel. <laughs> I did not at first. I, I was definitely yeah. rubbed the wrong way with how she was acting with the lingerie. I thought that was so mm-hmm. hurtful and so rude. Was it ugly? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But like, <laughs> it was. you mm-hmm. act like you were going to, I don't know, the Oscars and this was right. the, the dress Your that you were wearing garment. and everybody right. was going to see it. It's a lingerie. You're at, a, you're at like a sleepover. Who cares how you look? Who are you trying to impress? <laughs> but like, mm-hmm. now that we know that she went through postpartum and we know she was self-conscious about her body wearing Mm -hmm. that hideous Mm -hmm. lingerie Mm -hmm. did not help her mental state when it came to how she Mm -hmm. viewed her body compared Mm -hmm. to the other Mm -hmm. women who had much sexier outfits it made it did make Mm -hmm. her look you know like older 
Matronly. And it was for mm-hmm. an older matronly right. woman. And she felt that's how she viewed herself a certain way. And then she felt that's how Jen yeah. viewed her. So I get the psychology, yeah. the, the psychology behind it, but she handles mm-hmm. it all wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I I think I just received all of that excuse as soon as she said it was a large. You don't want to see a large on lingerie. I was like, oh, you still feel away about yourself. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Mm. Love it. Love a PR like, goes body image issues. I'm like <laughs> a little bit of an oversized lingerie. I right? do. Maggie, why not? I know. Why Honestly, not? like pinned up with a little slit is where yeah. to dinner. Like, you know? True. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the oppression Olympics led by Cy and Erin. This is a very interesting <laughs> debate that um, has, I think, like spiraled out of control. But Erin particularly was obsessed with verifying Jessel's level of privilege probably because she's the one with the most privilege on the cast Mm -hmm. from birth. Mm -hmm. Um, And you recently just recused yourself from last week's morally corrupt interview with Erin. Did you have any burning questions for her? Did she answer everything you already had? (laughs) All the questions that I submitted to Jody were about Trump. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. But they didn't ask those questions. And they should. I was about to say, I don't remember hearing that. I don't remember hearing those. (laughs) And she shouldn't have. I I kid you not. I had like four questions about it. Um, And she should not have. She should not have. But, you know, Aaron Aaron should feel a little bit of of redemption after Jessel's comment at the reunion when Jessel said, we grew up comfortable. And I was like, damn, Jessel. I know. Jessel. That too. I was like, God damn. Damn it, Jessel. Jessel. Now she never said she grew up poor, but she kept saying, you know, and she still could have worked. She could have grown up comfortable, Mm -hmm. but her parents were like, you're going to figure this out for yourself. We're not going to give you anything. She could have said, she could have lived a simple life because her parents were like, you know, like those, like Warren Buffett is like, I'm not leaving any of this Mm -hmm. money to my kids. Yeah. Right. You, know, but right. you still grew up a certain way. You, and so maybe it wasn't privilege. And I think she was caught up in that word with privilege compared to yeah. Yeah. Aaron who grew up right. a certain mm-hmm. way. Aaron right. who thinks mm-hmm. it's fun to play poor. <laughs> I love going mm. to the dollar store. That's she, the day that I fully yeah. turned on Aaron. Yeah, Size explaining her upbringing. Bad. And she's like, yeah. what do you mean? It's so much fun. Fun. Why do so you think dollar stores there. exist? So rich people can play around and laugh yeah, fun, and poor right. people who have mm-hmm. nothing better to like can't get any better than that. So you're, yeah, it's yeah. it's mm-hmm. you're literally stealing from the poor. She's she's a theft. She's a thief. She's stealing from the poor. <laughs> she, when you break it down like I, that, I mean, she's a thief. <laughs> oh my fun God. to play poor. Jeez, oh that's what, I'm God. shocked. I'm shocked. Yeah. I mean. She, I'm yeah. shocked she didn't dress up as a homeless person for Halloween. Like it would have been so on brand uh, for her. Like Oof. honestly, yeah, so oh on brand. God. She should have gone dressed up as a ballot. You know what I mean? Like something that had to do with like <laughs> denying the election. Oh, oh my god, Aaron, I, love that. <laughs> I, you know, there were parts of watching the reunion where I was like, oh, I understand what Aaron's saying. I do think that she cares deeply about her friends. Probably mm-hmm. too much. Mm-hmm. I do agree that she's super sensitive. When she said she was a cancer, I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Makes sense. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't mm-hmm. know if either one of y'all are cancers, but I truly feel like cancers need mm-hmm. to lead with that. You, When, when mm-hmm. you say your name, <laughs> you need to say, hi, I'm Erin and I'm a cancer. So people could just, just automatically yeah. know how to handle yeah. you. Okay. Like I could have a little bit more patience, like, but you know what? She is a cancer. 
She is a yeah. cancer. You know who's a cancer? Mm. And you're a gay. Taurus or an Aries, Rachel? I'm a, I'm a cusp, but I'm a Taurus. You're a cusp. And okay. cancer is what? What month is mm. cancer? It like is June, June 20th, 20, 21st to okay. July, July 21st. Okay. It goes to the 22nd because I have a friend whose birthday is 22nd and she is a cancer. So maybe okay. it's June 22nd. <laughs> um, right. Interesting. Yeah. Is Tracy's birthday the 22nd? Tracy's birthday is the 22nd. Oh my God, Tracy. She doesn't give cancer. Put your birthday vibes. down. You listen to no, she, she definitely doesn't give gives, cancer. She doesn't give cancer ever. She's a cusp. <laughs> yeah. and she's, she's definitely a, a Leo. She's a cusp. And, she, and she's okay. definitely yeah. more of a Leo. Okay, Leo, I can see. Okay. She's a cusp. She's okay. a cancer cusp. Yeah. Leo cusp. Okay. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, with Aaron, I, I, like I said, she was redeemed at this reunion, but mm-hmm. Jessel. I didn't think she was confusing until Jessel said she lived a comfortable life. So I probably feel like she probably said that and they didn't mm-hmm. air that on camera. But right. once they got uh, it in their minds okay. that Jessel was presenting to be something that they felt like she wasn't. And I just felt mm-hmm. like it was a lot of semantics and people were pl- and they were playing off that. Mm-hmm. They couldn't sure. let it go. You yeah. know, even mm-hmm. if she went to mm-hmm. stay with her uncle, yes, that is a form of privilege, but it doesn't mean that she didn't, work hard it doesn't mean that he Mm -hmm. was giving her all Mm -hmm. this money it just means Mm -hmm. she might have had a place to live Mm -hmm. and didn't have to worry about bills Aaron said something Mm -hmm. on the reunion where she was like you had an internship that is a form of privilege yeah, Again, that I was, was like, very girl, we reaching. Also, you're exposing how you got your internship, Erin. So oh. many people who do not <laughs> like have you privilege. you are a Nepo baby. Who do not yeah. have money. Get internships. Get internships. <laughs> yeah. get do internships. Yeah. Have internships. Right. I was like, yeah. what? Where are you going? I don't yeah. Especially with people world. of color. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Like, you know, Erin almost ended a friendship of mine. I saw her photographed with my friend Justin Sylvester. No, I'm just kidding. She I was like, like girl, what? Who like, you know in New York? I was like, what is it? She did. I'm just, I'm just oh fucking around. She did, she did, they did take a picture together. Okay. And I like and put you an emoji. Like, okay. I put an emoji with, him. The, with the big eyes, like no, Justin, Justin. Justin's a beautiful soul and like sees the good in everybody. So it's no okay. it's no surprise that like, you know, he took pictures gallivanting around the streets of New York with Aaron. Mm, Aaron. But oh um, no, I'm joking. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just she's just a, she lives a privileged and detached life. And I do think mm-hmm. that there's something in mm-hmm. her, which is a gift and a curse that's so mm-hmm. badly. Mm-hmm wants to be one with everyone else and wants to relate. But I think mm-hmm, it's like, if mm-hmm. you're privileged to stand in that and be yourself, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about this on Morally Corrupt. Jody brought this up. It's a good point. She so wants to be shit. She thinks she's funnier than she is. She thinks she's cooler than she yeah. is. And so that yeah. comes off the wrong way. You're not, it's okay. You don't have to be funny. It's okay. Right. You might yeah. have a funny moment yeah. that was proven to us with the phone. That wasn't funny. She was bragging, I'm a master prankster. Yeah. Me and my family would play pranks. The phone? <laughs> like, that's just, not it, girl. Come on. You know, like a funny thing would yeah. have been like call strippers and have a cop and tell Uba she's getting arrested for. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not, that, yes. Yeah. It right. just wasn't. Yeah. Right. She's not. She's seems like a nice enough person. Right, you uh-huh. know, or uh-huh. caring about her yeah. friends, but funny is not you, and cool is not you. You know, yeah. no. Abe seems no. kind of cool. You're not. It's okay. Abe seems Aaron. a little cooler. <laughs> yeah, it's 
it's okay. Yeah, I was done with her. I agree mm. with the cool thing. That's really <laughs> interesting you brought that up because I think after she didn't know WAP, I was like, oh. yeah. But then she says she's not she's not a pop culture girl or whatever. That's what she was saying with Jody on the on the episode. That, but you're in New York and Cardi B released a I song. I'm what not, do you mean? I'm not you didn't know every bubble. word. <laughs> she's in a bubble, right? Yeah, That's she's in a bubble. You know, yeah. I yes, gotta give this sure. shout out to to Kevin Went, who's married to Astrid, one of my oh, closest yeah. friends. Yes. Yes. They he has mm, a yeah. saying where he always is like, "You can't buy cool." Right. Mm, yeah, and we, we, we use that phrase you can towards bachelor people. But mm, um, yeah, like not all mm-hmm. of them, but some of them. That's how it's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. by cool. You could be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Polite. Yeah. Kind. Right. Caring. Yeah. Yeah. You can't buy cool. You can't. Yeah. Damn. Damn, Damn Aaron. Not cool. Yeah. That's not Aaron her. is not cool. <laughs> She's not. Oh, my God. Uh, OK. Let's talk. Last but not least, Bryn. Bryn to me is also another disappointment Mm -hmm. i mean i had high expectations she's been engaged three times she is a (laughs) she's a white passing biracial woman who was raised by her white side but self-identifies as black that is interesting very Mm -hmm. interesting right Mm -hmm. we met Mm -hmm. one of her former fiancés gideon we only met him once he seemed great wanted to see more of him she did a lot of queer baiting with Jenna, which got really annoying and did that all season long. Yeah, I feel like she Mm -hmm. was, to me, not giving in the way that she thinks she was giving. She Mm -hmm. did stir a lot of pot. She did stir the pot a bit, so she helped, you know, fuel the storylines. But she herself wasn't I don't, I don't want to see you smelling old books, girl. I, I want to see you going out on dates and going in New York and going to galas. Right. I want to see who you who are you dating? And I want to know more about this white passing experience, but yes. you identify as black. Like right. what what do you make of Bryn? What do you want to see from her for season two? What do we need from her for season two? <clears throat> okay. I find Bryn fascinating. Very. I I I <laughs> I find her very fascinating and I do yes. I can understand because people start to turn on her towards the end of the season. It felt like she was very annoying. Um, mm-hmm. And they were kind of like, okay, okay, stop doing those little quirks in your confessional. Yeah. I can yeah, see right. how somebody thought that. I did not feel that way. The only okay. thing that annoyed me about Bren was, I, and I said this before, I don't like when people know that somebody is queer and mm-hmm. yes. they're like, how do my boobs look? You yeah, know, yeah, how, like, yeah, I, yeah, and and uh. and I said this, you know, on morally corrupt, and you know, for Jenna, it might be fine, and I don't want to overstep because mm-hmm, I'm not mm-hmm. queer, and it might mm-hmm, be fine mm-hmm. for them, but it's mm-hmm. like it's the same way where I feel like, particularly with black gay men, when I feel mm-hmm. like white women accessorize them, mm-hmm. um, like I gotta have like yeah. my black gay with me, mm-hmm. or. Yes. Yeah. The what Jenna, I mean, not what Jenna was doing, what um, Bren was doing, or Sai opened the door, Jenna's there, and she's like, How do my boobs look? I just, that stuff always irks me. And maybe I have very no right to say funny. that not being queer, but I do find it very annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's the only thing that annoyed me about Bren. I find mm-hmm. her fascinating mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. her upbringing is fascinating to me. She is white passing, but she wasn't white passing growing up because of the she mm, looked different from everyone right. in her community. We look at True. her now with her straight hair. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, the way just like her overall she presents herself, even though mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. always knew Bryn was black. 
Okay. Same. I, yes. Like, oh, we <laughs> see it. We see it. We see it. Even black she went to the hair shop. Before she went yes. to the hair shop. Yeah. I know she was black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I was like, she got black mm-hmm. in her. I don't know if she's half, a quarter, what? what she's got black in yeah. her. Somebody's black. Yeah. That she mm-hmm. could reach out. Yes. And <laughs> so I, I, you know, I, her upbringing back to that was not white passing. She talks about mm-hmm. being, you know, they, they clearly, the other children recognized that she was not like them. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. does seem like her grandmother also wanted her to know you're black. Mm-hmm. It seems like that. Mm-hmm. Now, Grandma can mm-hmm. you yeah. so much being an older white woman, but it did seem right. like, I think there was an episode where she referenced her mom's, her grandmother's friend that was black, who mm-hmm. kind of seemed to say like, oh, you need yes. to take her here. So, right. there seems yeah. so, so it That's even right. seemed like the grandmother was even yeah. like, let me reach out to the black people that I know because I can't mm-hmm. do this by myself, which I respect. I need help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And mm-hmm. we all know, I loved Bryn sharing the story about being in the salon and that experience because we spent our Saturdays mm-hmm. in the salon mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. older women, younger women, mm-hmm. you know, like, and you hear stories and it is so a part of your blackness. And I love that Bryn had that and she acknowledges that for her, that meant so much. So when yeah. I hear Bryn, mm-hmm. even though she doesn't, she is white passing, she says she mm-hmm. identifies as black. It's those mm-hmm. moments that she talked about that I just love. And I love yeah. that she is white passing. So she doesn't have to identify as black. And how many people yeah. we know yeah. that are right. biracial yeah. who aren't mm-hmm. white passing, mm-hmm. who still struggle with calling mm-hmm. themselves mm-hmm. black. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. I'm just going to pause for a second. Mm-hmm. We know who you're talking about, Rachel. Don't so we? I just, we know who you're talking about. To me, I love <laughs> that she was like, this is who I am. Like, even yeah. when yeah. Andy asked her the question and said yes. African-American, she said, I am black. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we talked about this on Higher Learning. Like, what is black to you? It's not just mm-hmm. a box I check. It's not like... Yes, mm-hmm. race is a social construct, but there is a pride and a feeling about being black. And to hear Bryn yeah. say that, mm-hmm. I felt like she took that on. Sure, she might mm-hmm. date white men. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. a lot of her friends are white, but she herself sure. identifies a certain way. And I loved yes. seeing that because I'm sure, Same. sure mm-hmm. people told her, oh, you don't mm-hmm. act black. You don't look mm-hmm. black. Yeah. Are you mm-hmm. sure you're yep. black? And yep. she's like, mm-hmm. no, guys, this is who mm-hmm. I am. And I really mm-hmm. love that. Mm-hmm. And I and I and so I just I find Bren entertaining. I love that she knew when to stir the pot. I mm-hmm. love that she was like, yeah, when I'm bored, I bitch. I I just think she's funny. <laughs> she is funny. Aaron, take mm-hmm. notes. Mm-hmm. She can she be a little too much? <laughs> can she try a little too hard sometimes? Yeah, too like hard. the divorce yeah. thing. Yeah. The yeah. But then she yeah. acknowledges it. So I just Mm -hmm. really overall like Bren and I find her fascinating. Mm -hmm. And to answer the second part of your question, because I find her so Mm -hmm. fascinating, like to me, I think she's extremely smart and Uba Mm -hmm. acknowledges that because she's witty and you have to be smart to be witty, to say things like that off the cuff is a, that's a smart, yeah, yeah, that's a smart feature. And I love that the things that she didn't get to experience, she's now living them in adulthood. That's fascinating Mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. Like I want to experience, like I play chess and I do, and Mm -hmm. I get old books. Collect books. Yeah. I could, Mm -hmm. she's like a social experiment to me. I want to study Brent. I just (laughs) think she's so interesting. So Mm -hmm. again, answer the second part of your question. 
I do want to see more of like where she lives and because yeah. it is housewives. Mm-hmm. I want to see her go mm-hmm. on a date. I want to see yes. her mm-hmm. if she's not yes. in the office. I want to see her in a workspace. I want to see her putting yeah. a project yeah. together. Yeah. I want to see right. her. With, we did see her with her brother. So we saw her with someone out, but maybe mm-hmm. like a mm-hmm. friend of, I want to see her bring in mm-hmm. a different friend mm-hmm. and see how she is. Yeah. Because we saw some of them at her birthday party. Yeah. Didn't you think it was weird yes. that it was like the housewives were in one room and then when everybody and left, she the walked into another room. And it was like a whole other room. Like, yeah. I, I, I want, I desire more from Bren. I don't always yes. say that about a housewife, but with Bren, mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. just interesting to me. So in intriguing. everything. I love the mm-hmm. way she moves. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. see more. I want to see. Yeah. I don't want to just see her in reaction to other people's drama. I want to see her right. own mess. <laughs> like, yeah. Or her own. Not yeah. just mess, just life. I'm just so curious yeah. about, as you said, her friends, who she's dating, family, how she walks mm-hmm. about her world. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, I would, like to see I would take a picture with Brand if I saw her at BravoCon. I cannot say that about most okay. people. Yeah. That's how, okay. like, I yeah. really like yeah. her. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I can see that. And Same. respect her too. Respect Same her, yeah. for sure. I do mm-hmm. too. A lot yeah. of respect for her. Mm-hmm. So, what are okay? First question: Do you think that Real Housewives of Atlanta needs a season reboot? We say absolutely yes. There is no other way out. Yeah. Of How Atlanta. we gonna do this? But <laughs> did you watch Atlanta last I did. season? I did. Throw it in the trash. Okay. In right? the garbage. And my friends um, okay. on the show. So, I like I'm I have known Sonia and Ross since I was 18. Oh my okay. god, Sonia and her finest husband. Damn. Lo- <laughs> <laughs> and, and and he's so nice, guys. He's mm. he so seems nice. Nice. Yeah, they seem like very nice people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she's friendly and bubbly, and he's more mm-hmm. quiet, yeah. reserved, but they're both nice. Beautiful family. Her mom made yeah, me cry yeah. at BravoCon last year. She just spoke mm. words into me. I've not seen the mom Aww. in years. And she just wow. spoke Aww. words over me. Like, that, like I love that family. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But the, sh- the, the show is terrible. It's and terrible. And what's Sonya doing on there? She don't need this. <laughs> she don't need this. She doesn't need it. And I think, you know, there's curiosity surrounding it. And she and I talked before. She actually said yes in doing it. I understand Mm -hmm. why she wanted to do it, but it's Mm -hmm. just, you know, I don't know if I want them to do what they did. I I don't. I know I don't want them to do what they did with Roni because it's Atlanta and there's, and I think it would get the wrong people where Mm, it would just scream that these people so desperately (laughs) want to be on TV. Think of the people who've been friends of. Yeah, their desperation to be on television was so Mm -hmm. overwhelming that we never Mm -hmm. saw them again. And I Mm -hmm. think that it's going to be hard to find those people like genuine, not genuine, but just like the OGs, the Kim, the Nini, the Sheree, the Deshaun, the Lisa. It's going to be hard to find those people in Atlanta. So I think the best thing to do is to give us like... Phaedra has no business being on Married to Medicine. I don't want to see it. I'd rather her come back to bring yeah. her back. Yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, and yeah. Candy can take a pause. Candy, we can pause Candy for a second. Candy gotta oh, go. I can't believe Candy and Todd. I can't believe yeah. Candy's still on the show. That's so yeah. crazy. I can't me. believe that either because that's a rich lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, what is she doing on that show? Well, she's getting spinoffs and building businesses. 
That's true. Yeah, she, she is. is. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. Yeah, but there's she not giving us anything. I can't remember. Kenny used to bring it. Mm-mm. That that mm-hmm. drama used to yeah, surround she did. her, yes. and I just yes. feel like she needs a little bit of a break. So let her take a break. Yeah, bring Phaedra yeah. back. Right back. Okay, bring Portia yeah. back. Bring back Portia. Yes, please. Bring back Portia. She would save this this franchise. I would love for Nini to come back, but that's just never going to happen. But I just have to say that. Because Nini is still a top three housewife, if not number one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, She's on the Mount Rushmore. I think everybody's. For sure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Bring Mm -hmm. back Kim. I want Kim. No, you don't you want, want Kim? Kim with her slave. No, and her plastic wigs. Kim now would be great though. Kim right now. I want that slave. I want that slave. Yes, I totally forgot about her. Sweetie, I want her back. Sweetie, sweetie, sweetie. I want to bring bring both of them back. Matter of fact, don't bring Kim back till you can find Sweetie. Give Sweetie a piece too. I want them back. I want Kim. I want Sweetie. I want the roaches that she was talking about. They were ending. Oh my god, Kim! Mm. You cannot deny how entertaining Kim was. She's delusional. Yeah, entertaining. She's. I want it. She held her own. I want Mm. Kim. Yeah, yeah, Mm. yeah. And I think Mm. maybe I would have like who's current. I keep Drew. You would. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe Drew dating. Dating Drew. Dating might be Drew and Drew is crazy. Interesting. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and a liar. And she's yeah. a liar. And I'm not to yeah. Ralph by any means. Ralph is insane. And mm-hmm. I've always said never trust a Ralph. <laughs> I've always said that. And I got an Uncle Ralph. No, Rachel. Oh, Ralph. I got an Uncle Ralph. I've always said that. Okay? That's and how my, you know. And my fictional book, her Debbie <laughs> boyfriend was a Ralph. I have always said that. Damn. So, I don't, I'm oh not giving Ralph anything, but I think Drew lies mm-hmm. too. You know, I think that there's yeah, some lies. Yeah. I'd keep Both her of them. because okay. she's good TV. She's good yeah. TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that might be it. I'm trying to think of who, like, okay. we don't need Sheree. Yeah. We don't no. need. Oh, yeah. No, because now that we've had a She by Sheree fat, like, it's a complete circle. Once mm-hmm. we got, finally got She by Sheree. That's true. And Chateau Sheree. Chateau. We're all that's done. That's the end. Yeah. And until she yeah. tells yeah. me how she's paying for that house, I, uh, if you know what? If that's what she comes with, then bring her back. Yeah. Otherwise. Same mm. for Marlo. Marlo, how are we paying for this life? What a so you answer that question? Marlo, some people I just don't are care. main character energy. Marlo's better as a friend. Yeah. Though. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I like I like that recasting. It's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we're gonna wrap up by talking about Potomac, which is back this oh. Sunday. Yes, we mm-hmm. are going to be recapping it weekly here on our podcast for the first time ever. Um, and we heard that you're doing the Potomac reunion, or you're you're hosting Thrilled. something at BravoCon. I'm yes, doing the tell us more. How are you prepping? Oh my God. Ooh. I am thrilled. So I'm doing three panels. They're putting your girl work. I'm doing Ask Andy. I'm moderating that. So just me and Andy Cohen. I am doing Potomac, which is so exciting because it's going to be like the day before Christmas opening gifts. You know, like we're getting, it's a day before the premiere. Mm -hmm. I just, it's like, what are these women going to give us? I just, they they never disappoint. It was like such an Mm -hmm. honor to share the stage with them. And Mm -hmm. even Mia. Mm -hmm. Even Mia, <laughs> even Mia. Oh God! It's just a, I just I just love Potomac. Oh, yeah. Yes. Even Sharif. Yes. 
Yeah. So who's going to be there? Oh, Champagne Charisse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my Even her. gosh. How, so, how do you prep for this? Are you, like, re-watching episodes? So, like, how? Oh, well, I'm, I, I, I'll answer that. But I'm also doing a, a panel called Day One Divas. Oh, yes. And there are, there are women who have been at their, on their franchises since the beginning. So Teresa, oh, Kyle, Giselle, yo, Kyle, yeah. um, Robin, oh, Heather Gay, and Vicky mm-hmm. Gunvalson. So that'll be fun wow, too. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, that'll be fun. Nice. So yeah. how am I prepping? Here's the thing: I can't go rogue. Sadly, I can't go rogue. Oh, um, you can't because oh, things okay. have to be Bravo approved. Oh, see. There's okay. some things that okay. are sensitive, like for Potomac, for yeah. example. There's a lawsuit. So like I can't go rogue asking certain questions. Yeah, Wait, which like lawsuit Candace, is this? Michael Darby. Like there's like the the whole oh lawsuit that's still going on. <laughs> yeah, so oh. it's like I can't, I can't, like I have to be careful. Yeah, like he's I'm yeah. looking this up. He sued her in March. That's still ongoing, and so it's like okay, I can't go like you have to make sure that you know we don't give too liked too many things we have yeah, to make sure right, that we don't right. like okay. set people up to get in trouble so there are things that have right. to be approved oh. they can't say too much either because they want people to watch their season and it's the eve of the premiere so um oh, okay <clears throat> things okay. have to be approved by the network so how i prep i mean I, there's not much i can do you know i'm up to date on the season i know what's happening i'm up to date mm-hmm. on the outside gossip um, I just mm-hmm. have to make sure that I'm on my toes, you know, like, and, and that really my role is to moderate, to make sure, like, I don't let people go too long because the panels are only 45 minutes. That's a lot when you have that many people mm. oh, on stage wow. and you have to make time mm-hmm. for questions for the audience. Questions. So my job yeah. is really mm. to keep it moving, you know, right. maybe mm-hmm. to poke a little bit. Like if they, if it's, if they say, just give me a yes or just give me a no, like a follow-up question, like, come on, you gotta give me more, make sure mm-hmm. the audience doesn't mm-hmm. go too far. Um, so yeah, like that's okay. just more of my job. I wish, right. believe me, I, if I, if I could <laughs> do more, I would put a question on my social media. I would ask you guys what I should ask, um, mm-hmm. the ladies. I just wish there's more. I mean, like, yes. I could, like if you okay. had, I can, I can try. If you had a question, mm. what would it be? Yeah. If you could ask Everyone. the ladies of Potomac anything Ooh. or a specific one. What would it be? Mm-hmm. Everyone define colorism. Go around. Go around. <laughs> oh, we'll be there all day. And everybody define it. Okay. We'll be there all day. So that we're, that we're ready to go. Oh, we're God. ready for the season. And Giselle, I need more clarity. You went to an all-black school. What do you mean you don't know what it is? What mm. do you, mean you need clarity? What, what is that? What is that about? <laughs> That's light that skin privilege. That's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah I will be there all day. All day. <laughs> Just People would that. get up and walk out. Matter of fact, and it would I start know. with the ladies on the panel. They would get up and it be would. like, "It would." I know. No. The whole panel. It would be colorism. A panel. A panel with the only Potomac. person who would stay yeah. is Wendy. Doctor Wendy. Yeah, Doctor Wendy. She's the person. Real quick, Natasha. You know, I have to get this in. Mm-hmm. She's the one I have so many questions for because I think that Wendy is so interesting because she's Nigerian, but she has a lot of American qualities about her life yeah where she joined a sorority she really okay. wants to not work real what bad is wendy real real bad what's her sorority she's ak oh i, oh, I that. missed that yeah like yeah. she and giselle yeah, do her not, and giselle are just, sisters they don't bond i know over they there. don't act like it damn that's crazy yeah yeah, yeah. interesting and they like she has a lot of qualities about her that she wants to be like a real american 
housewife, but she is Nigerian, very proud of being Nigerian. Mm-hmm. I want to know more about that and about uh, she got a BBL. So many American things. <laughs> I, I want to know more about um, how she is like kind of coming into this kind of American Renaissance identity of Wendy. And is that the story that she wants to tell? Cause she started off four degrees and I'm a great mom and yeah. I'm this and I'm that. And now she's like, how do you make a business? I don't know. I just have a BBL and new titties. Oh, my husband's a lawyer. Uh, I don't know. And very mm. all American would it. Right. One way. I'd like to know more about that. I think, <laughs> you know, what'll be interesting <laughs> is because the, cause there's a new housewife and she's Nigerian. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yes. And so I wonder right. if it will bring out more from Wendy when it comes to okay. her heritage, because I wonder yeah. how this new housewife is going to be. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. very yeah. curious. It will be interesting. It will be mm-hmm. well, Rachel. This was fun. Thank it you so much fun. for indulging us. Yes. Thank <laughs> in you. Housewives guys. and Bravo. Thank you so much for being here, making time for us. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, everybody who's going to BravoCon, hit up the panels. You can see Rachel yes. going in. Yeah. Get your questions asked. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to plug? Anything else you want to share, people to look out for? No, just listen to Higher Learning every Tuesday and Friday. Listen to Morally Corrupt every Friday. We will be on the streets, boots on the ground for BravoCon. Um, and then also, if you haven't already, get my books. Um, you can get them mm-hmm. pretty much anywhere. Real Love, my first mm-hmm. fiction or my first novel. And um, mm-hmm. miss me with that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Rachel. Everybody, Thank join you so us. Much, Rachel. Yes, join us next week for Potomac Recaps. Join us on Patreon mm-hmm. for ad free episodes and video. Um, and we'll see you guys then. See you then. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.